Gentlemen, welcome to Cartridge. The first rule of Cartridge Club is you do not talk about Cartridge Club. The second rule of Cartridge Club is you do not talk about Cartridge Club. In a world torn apart by console wars, five men come together to talk about their love of one game. Broadcast from the frozen tundra of Canada, two brothers have assembled a crack team of superheroes to sing the praises of an unknown gem on a forgotten console. Let's meet the heroes. From the land of the rising sun, a man known only by his voice and his love of all things beautiful, the un-Asian sensation... Rambox. <laughs> the un-Asian sensation. Well, you're not actually Asian, right? So. <laughs> hey, what's going on, guys? Hey. Thanks for having me back on. Thank you for being here. Thank you for telling us to put this game on the Cartridge Club for the last eight months. <laughs> uh, yeah. I know. I hate that it took this long. Gosh. Wow. Yeah. So, uh, huh. the podcast, the, the YouTube channel, the Twitter... Um, those uh, adult films. Tell everybody what you're up to. Sure. Um, name is Ramvox. I'm a part-time YouTuber. Uh, if you go to my channel, you will find some reviews. You'll find some pickups. You'll find videos of me showing off some weird items that I've collected over the years. Um, some Western stuff, some Japanese stuff, but uh, all things entertaining and video game related on my channel. I've got a Twitter at the Ramvox, but uh, what I've been up to most lately is I co-host the Blumpkin and Skullet Show, another <laughs> podcast that can be found. Is that like a shock radio? Or... Okay, we're going the morning zoo route now. All right. Some of that. Uh, also known as Retro Fandango, but we know what everyone listens to us for. So um, it's, it's largely a video game related podcast. We talk about games retro and modern, console and PC, Western and Japanese. We talk a lot about movies and all the game tie-ins and merchandise that came out, miscellaneous media, books, comics, TVs, music, you name it, we do it. Trivia segments. We have lengthy rants about every little thing that Nintendo does wrong. Um, but best of all, we've got uh, some amazing guests on. We've had a lot of support from the Cartridge Club community and YouTube community in general. So um, I should mention I also do it with uh, Buried on Mars, fellow YouTuber, Cartridge Club member. Um, but yeah, we just have a lot of fun on the podcast, and it can be found everywhere that you find the Cartridge Club. Do you have a hard time finding topics that uh, he doesn't hate? Uh, <laughs> movies, Speaking games. of which, be sure to tune in to uh, the April episode when we'll be talking about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> Kevin doesn't like Ninja Turtles. I didn't know oh. this. Oh, he's been oh so subtle on the podcast. <laughs> All right. Well, Richard, we're as always happy to have you here. Um, you're one of our best friends, so it's it's always a good chance to get to talk to you, especially about a game that you really brought to all of us. Yeah. Well, thank you. I will. I will accept all the pats on the back, considering I had absolutely nothing to do with the production of the game. I'm so glad everyone wants to thank me for it. All right. So. Deep in the heartland of the USA comes a man who will go to his grave defending the Genesis and all of its glory. <laughs> Fueling NASA adventures for decades, we have Rocket Sauce. Hello, Hello everyone. Hey, man. So Hello. tell us about you. Obviously, Hello. you didn't bring us beautiful Joe, so you're not going to be as important as the last guest. 
Well, I did <laughs> vote for it the first time when it went against, went against hey, Pod that Tropics. Counts. Oh, uh, wow. Yeah, I was big. I was really hoping to get to it because this has been in the, the backlog for quite a while for me. Uh, I've just been waiting for an opportunity to play it, and I finally had one because I uh, finally had a chance to play it, finally. So, uh, yeah, um, a little bit about myself. I'm a part-time blogger for the website, thegamercave.com. It's a recommendation site where me and my buddy Chris, we write for it. Um, we cover mostly video games. We also cover stuff like comics and movies and television and other little collectibles, stuff that you might want to add to your little geek cave. And um, also, I've been uh, a video game collector myself. I've been collecting since 2001, and the two main systems that I collect for are the NES and the N64. I also collect for, you know, everything probably from the NES going forward, but the two main ones I would like to get a complete collection for uh, are the NES and the N64. So, uh, yeah, so thank you very much. What's up? If you had to give us your top three uh, Nintendo consoles, then what would they be? <laughs> uh, oh, I haven't thought about this at all. Uh, <laughs> so unexpected. Would, yeah, it's unexpected. <laughs> but I guess I'm going to say the Nintendo 64, uh, the NES, and then uh, I guess this is the Super Nintendo. Uh, but the GameCube is right there. Uh, so, you know, I forgot to say, you know, 16-bit generations. This is going to be a little bit different topic, you know, you know raining. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> Since yeah. we're sticking to Nintendo, I'm going to stick with that. Well, yeah. This is a Sega free show. So is Genesis your favorite of all time? Or mm. what would be your overall favorite? It still is the, uh, it is still the Nintendo 64, but I oh, know the, wow. the Dreamcast is up there also. Okay. Uh, but, uh, yeah, well, you know, the funny thing is, I heard, Ram, I heard you talk about the Saturn a while ago, and I've, that's the system I never really got into because I remember it was here and then just disappeared. Yeah, and then I just remember the hype for the Dreamcast, but uh, yeah, we're getting off topic here, so yeah, (laughs) cool, cool. All right, well, uh, Rocket Sauce, we're happy to have you here. I'm probably gonna call you by your name. That's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Um, excellent. So here we go. Bigger than a kaiju, tougher than a Jaeger. This Titan will attack the naysayers. We have Super Robot Power Hour. This titan will attack the naysayer. Hey, buddy. I'm the creative bro. That's amazing. Um, Welcome back to the show, man. I got to say, the planets are aligning. Like, what is the likelihood that there would be two Genesis and N64 guys, like, on the same podcast? Uh, Mm. This is like uh, some weird uh, online dating app where you guys are matched by your favorites. Here we go. (laughs) Cartridge Club Tinder. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So tell us about uh, tell us about you. Anybody who uh, who doesn't remember you from the last episode, or anybody who is new to the show and has missed the last episode you were on. Oh yes, uh, Dark Souls Two. That that was fantastic. Um, yeah. We should have done a Bloodborne episode. Oh, you're killing me. <laughs> oh, that that would require a system I'm not gonna have. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps if a generous benefactor would like to give me a loan. <laughs> Let me know if you find one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I do have a YouTube channel, Super Robot Power Hour. But, uh, it's not been so active lately. Uh, hopefully we'll be reviving that pretty soon. I actually did dig up like through my NES games and just grab like every game I actually played. Like as a kid, so I'm hoping just to kind of like get just a short video about all of those and just the uh, cool, you know, the fun time memories of all that. I, I also have a Twitter uh, 
page, but if I don't reply to you, don't be so offended because I don't really get on Twitter anymore. Oh, but sure. yeah. That explains why you haven't answered any of my messages. <laughs> P2, what's your, what's your excuse? I don't have one. You do have one. Oh. <laughs> right. Uh, I wish I... Yeah, I wish I had more time for Twitter. I wish I had more time for anything, really. <laughs> well, Matt, we're happy to have you. Uh, I, whether your channel is active or inactive or semi-active, I still enjoy uh, going there and checking for new videos, and then I weep when there's none. <laughs> so uh, I'm looking forward to what you have to say about uh, with the NES more importantly I'm looking forward to what you have to say about today's game so lastly I want to introduce uh, my brother who uh, divided we will fall but standing side by side we are the image of a perfect 10 P2 why don't you tell us what we've been playing <laughs> alright well I took the time to uh, write up a really nice little uh segue here so i'll get yeah. right into it now i just want to know when you write these do you come up with them on your own or are they like a compilation of things from people all over the world in one location if you want to see what i'm about to say just head on over to wikipedia type <laughs> <in the> <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah this month we were playing beautiful joe which is a uh, a little hidden gem on the gamecube that was brought to us by Rambox. thank you sir um, it is a oh, hold on here a side-scrolling beat 'em up video game developed by Team Beautiful for the GameCube. There we go. It was originally released in 2003 as a part of the Capcom Five under director Hideki Kamiya, which you probably know because uh, he's part of Platinum now. He was Clover then. Pretty neat. Um, but yeah, it came out in 2003. Was pretty much overlooked. Uh, I just purchased this game last weekend for $5 and the sequel for $5. So that just goes to show how underrated this game really is because for, for one, GameCube games aren't cheap right now and this is one of the better ones. So it's a sad time uh, for Beautiful Joe. This was my first time through. Uh, I had an amazing experience. I am kind of happy that I missed it because I got to experience it for the first time now. But... Uh, I'm just curious if this is the first time through for for all of us. How about uh, how about you, uh, P1? Was this your first time through? Yeah, this is well. I guess I said my my GameCube uh, experience has really just been with the club because I don't remember playing it all that much when we were younger. Um, so being the probably the third game I've really gotten into on the GameCube, it uh, it blew me away. I uh, I can't believe it's. It's so. It seems like it's so far. If this game came out today as like an indie title in the eShop, mm -hmm. everybody would be talking about it. Everybody would be buying it. You know what I mean? <laughs> it would be. You'd be seeing pictures of Joe and Shovel Knight on T-shirts. Like it's. <laughs> it's a complete throwback to that style of game that we all loved on the Nintendo and the Super Nintendo, but done with like a modern twist, and they they updated like the graphics and everything to it, and it's so good. <laughs> but because it came out, it, it was like the precursor to this retro movement that we have now and at the time nobody wanted it so yeah, right so no this was yeah so my first time yeah definitely, <laughs> definitely ahead of its time uh, i think you nailed it on the head there as your um, third gamecube game uh, i just have to ask great controller or greatest controller yeah it's you know what no joke it is uh i remember looking at the gamecube controller and thinking that's weird and now uh it is it's very, very comfortable. I'm going to say great for now, because it's. I, I would still be hard pressed to to dethrone the uh, the Super Nintendo controller, but uh, mm. 
it's it is really comfortable. Like it's, I don't know, it just sits right in my hands. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, now I'm looking at them with longing. <laughs> <laughs> Big green button just staring right back at you. Like for it's it's like they it's like Nintendo went. Our our players our gamers really want to play games where they're doing beat 'em ups or they're doing platformers, and there's always one major button that they're going to hit. Let's make it really obvious. <laughs> you know. Well, what's his name uh, came up with it? Uh, the creator of Mario. He uh, he invented that controller, if I'm correct. Really, uh, Miyamoto did. Yeah, he smokes. Are you sure it wasn't uh, Kojima? Uh, <laughs> yes. Of a Sakurai kind of thing. <laughs> but he came up with Castlevania, right? Look <laughs> on. Uh, all right, Mr. Rocket Sauce, is this your first time through? And uh, and what did you think of it? Yes, it is my first time through. Um, uh, I do remember when it first came out, uh, part of that Capcom 5 announcement, because to me that was huge, because I was like, all right, Capcom is huge at this point in time in my life. Uh, Resident Evil's hot. Devil May Cry. I was like, all right, great. Uh, Nintendo's got some third party coming back here. And uh, I remember this announcement, so I was like, all right, I'm going to get all these games, because Capcom just knocks them out of the park. And I never did uh, pick this one up when it came out for, for, I don't know, I think it just got mixed into that 2003 game time, and there's a few other games that came out around that same exact time. Uh, I remember Wind Waker came out around that same exact time with that same, uh, you know, that cell shaded, you know. But uh, so maybe just kind of fell into that category, and that's why I kind of forgot about it. Um, but yeah, this was my first time. And as a first impression, uh, for I guess my first impression of playing the game is uh, I was gonna, I started off in adult mode, and uh, I got to that <laughs> helicopter towards the, is it the first level? Uh, I don't know if that's the first level or it's just the mid-boss. Yeah, it's in but, the first level. Yeah. But, oh, yeah, it's a mid-boss in the first level. I just remember, uh, as soon as I, like, I got to him, I was just like, I have to go back and play this on kid's mode. <laughs> because uh, this is, I just that was my first impression. It's like, this game is not going to be easy. And it just, like, just kind of reminded me, oh, yeah, like, Platinum Games or Clover at this point in time, they don't make easy games. Right, uh, right. They're really, they really want you to give you a challenge, but they want it to be fun. So, yeah, I, uh, it was... This was my first time. Right on. I had a, a very similar experience with that. I thought adults, I was going to get, you know, it's going to be the, you're not going to cut anything out. I thought it may have been dolled down for the kids. I didn't realize it was just normal and hard setting. Yeah, and um, I thought, I, I thought, well, you know, one of the, st- I don't mean to cut you off there. Okay. Uh, one of the things that, uh, you know, I was thinking it was going to be, which is kind of like almost like the staple now, which is kids mode's going to be easy. Adult mode was going to be like normal. And then after you beat it, like on either right. on easier or adult you would get like you know hardcore or something like that you know yeah but, i was thinking the same thing well there mm-hmm. are like three more difficulties aren't there really there are two more yeah well i'm yeah. not gonna beat that on adult <laughs> then you I, don't uh... get the extra characters well yeah actually what? you get it depends on which version you get because it originally came to the gamecube but then it was uh, ported over to the ps2 so the PS2 has sweet mode, which is the easy mode, then kids, adults, and then you can unlock V-rated and ultra V-rated. Oh, okay. Well, I, uh, I finished the GameCube version, and it restarted me at the start. Is that a different difficulty setting? Uh, which level, What did you play it on? I played it on kids. So then, that... No, you didn't unlock anything. Oh, okay, so just switch to adults. I see, okay. No, it just keeps you on kids, I think. Oh, and you just restart. Hmm? Yeah, if you start, <laughs> if you start a new game, then you have the option of choosing your difficulty again okay. or character. If you unlock yeah, because at the end it was like, do you want to save? I hit save, and it said episode one, um, and then I just turned it off. 
Yeah, it's like you you keep all of your uh, all the stuff you bought, but I don't uh -oh. think anything else is different. Okay, cool. Good. Oh, that's cool. All right. Well, uh, how about you there, Matt? Uh, Super Robot Power Hour. Is this your first time through? Oh, gentlemen, the year was two thousand seven. Expendable income was high and bills were low, and it was <laughs> nice. a magical time. The sweet As spot. <laughs> <laughs> the last GameCube had rolled off the factory and no one cared and used games were in the toilet so i just i had a fat stack of them from like eb games and this was one of them nice and it, it was a wonderful time <laughs> right on right on so you remember it well from back then i i remember really enjoying it eight years later Mm. <laughs> oh, not as much. Perhaps memory has deceived me a little bit. Uh, Interesting. I'm looking forward to hearing more about that. <laughs> well, uh, how about you, Mr. Vox? Was uh, was this your first time through? You're such a good actor. <laughs> Do you want me to pretend? No. <laughs> no. No. Ahead. I bought this when it first came out. Um, uh, I, it was at the time I was working at Toys R Us. I was working in the game section and the Nintendo rep came in and they installed the new demo in the display unit and beautiful Joe was on there. Cool. I took one look at it and keep in mind, this was back when I was rocking a PS one. Nice. So I took one look at it and, uh, I thought, wow, what are they doing with this, uh, silly 2d sprite based game here this looks ridiculous you know i play i play metal gear solid in games like that <laughs> that's right and i i looked at it, i thought it looked like oh this is kind of an old throwback what am, what am i gonna do with this i'm not gonna play this game and it broke one of my cardinal rules i always hate when characters have really small lower bodies you know and they have really tiny feet it's just right. something that annoys me ever since old looney tunes cartoons i hate when they have those tiny little feet so i looked at it and I thought, oh, I shan't be playing this game. And I turned my nose up at it and Ooh. walked away. Ooh. But then, then something happened. I, I actually tried the demo. <laughs> and I found out this was a really fun game. So after about five or ten minutes playing the demo, uh, I bought it right away. And yeah, I played it uh, to completion back uh, when it first came out. And as soon as Beautiful Joe 2 came out, I picked that right up. And um, been waiting for part three ever since. Uh, that's gonna that's gonna answer a question I have for later. Uh, I'm so sad to hear that there is no third. But yeah. so yeah, so love at first sight or love at second sight, I guess you could say. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, uh, are we I still mean, talking about beautiful Joe? I thought we were. Uh, is this Mega Man talk? Oh, <laughs> 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 well, that's that's coming up later too, isn't it? Yeah. Yep. Oh yeah. Yeah. All right. So, um, what about today? Do you feel it's still? Uh, did you love it as much this time through as you did then? For me, yeah, 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 absolutely. This is. Um, I, I have a hard time picking my favorite game of all time, but for GameCube, absolutely, this is my favorite game. For I'd say anything sixth gen, it's ab absolutely my favorite game. Um, but yeah, uh, playing through it again, uh, it's just as hard as I remember, but it's just as fun as I remember. In fact, I think it even looks better than it did back in back when I saw it back in 2002 or three, whenever it came out. Um, absolutely. I, I love this game. Yeah. yeah, the graphics definitely have aged well. It's, the, it's kind of that timeless style, which is pretty neat. Yeah, it's hard, it's hard to get that, especially from that generation of games. 
Well, that was a time when everything was going 3D. That was the way to go. So they right. really maximized what they could do with 2D. And they've probably done things that still aren't being done today. Yep, I think you're right. I certainly haven't seen anything else like it, that's for sure. Definitely a unique game. Symphony of the Night did the same thing, though. Everything was going 3D on PS1, mm -hmm. and they were like, you know what? Let's just make a really, really gorgeous 2D game and still mm -hmm. use sprites. Yeah. Yep. So just because the trend, if you're listening, video game developers, <laughs> just because the trend is moving one way into newer, advanced technology doesn't mean you have to abandon the old stuff that you can make look really, really good. But look at this game. Look how it's sold. Right. Maybe abandon it. <laughs> Get on the bandwagon. <laughs> as much as I want them to listen to you. God, great, but you got to get us, or the, the consumers, to listen, sadly. <sighs> but anyway, let's move on. Let's get into the story then. Okay. All right. What do you got here? Let's see. So... My thing froze. Oh. <laughs> Is this going to be edited? <laughs> this will be. <laughs> cut this out. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Cut, cut, cut. Oh. <laughs> Three, two, one. Okay. We're good. We're good. Okay. So the game starts up. You're in this movie theater with your girl and, uh, and you're watching this movie. What kind of movie is this? What, what would you call this kind of movie? It's a, it's like a Godzilla movie. It's a, it's like Power Rangers. It's a... Is there a name for that? Yeah, they are. What do they, they call them? Uh, what do they call them? Jaeger movies, kaiju movies. I don't uh, know what they call them. It'd be uh, Super Sentai. Yeah, That's what I'm looking for. <laughs> Why right. did you just say it? I didn't know. <laughs> 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 I needed the uh, unasian sensation to help me out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so they're watching this movie and. Uh, suddenly something changes and they get sucked into this movie land. Your girl gets captured by the villain and you're now the hero in this movie and it's up to you to save her. It's essentially what it comes down to. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, yeah, what, what, what did you think people want about the opening? I loved it. Because um, you're watching it at first and it's like it cuts, it looks, it actually because you have the, the flicker of like an old movie, you know what I mean? It It's yeah. cool and who among us haven't dreamt of being sucked into a movie or sucked into a book or sucked into a video game world? I mean, there are books and movies made about that very topic. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. yep. uh, Narnia. Last Action Hero. Or Last Action Hero. You know, going into a different world, a different universe. Um, Never-ending Story, which is arguably the greatest movie that has ever been made. <laughs> arguably. <laughs> Not really. But it never ends. Yeah. All right, All right <laughs> Stupid horse. But uh <laughs> Yeah, so I thought it was cool. I was like, oh man, this game is starting the way that I wish like I wish I could go to a movie with uh Colleen and just get suddenly sucked into the screen. Preferably fifty shades of grey. Oh <laughs> but no, like uh, pitch perfect. Yeah. Oh yeah, you know what that's about that's a way better choice. What about human centipede? <laughs> I live that every day. <laughs> well yeah, I thought it was really cool. It's a neat way to start the game because so many games start you out as the young kid who you know, or the the new guy that doesn't really know what he's doing. And in this case you're just the guy and suddenly you're in movie land. But Joe is like he's clearly someone who loves these movies. He's like Clarence from uh True Romance, you know what I mean? He loves <laughs> He loves those Sonny Chiba movies. He loves those Super Sentai movies. So he knows everything about this world. So right. he gets sucked in, and to him it's awesome because he's like, oh man, I'm in this world, and I know everything about this place. And then he suddenly gets to be that hero. That's a great way to start a game. Yeah. That's a 
perfect rendition of it. That's I agree. I never thought about that until you just said that. That was perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. All right, show's over. <laughs> We're never going to get better than that. Uh, I also noticed you have a question here for uh, for our uh, guests, and it's what movie would you like to be the hero of? So yeah. I'm going to start with you to kind of give them a chance to think about it. Okay, so if I uh, if I was going to get sucked into a movie where I was going to be the hero, which yeah. one would I pick? Yeah. Um, and, you know, I wrote that question. I didn't even think about it myself. <laughs> but uh, it's tough. It's tough. I would have to go with, uh, can I pick an upcoming movie? Sure. Uh, I'd like to pick. I'd like. To, actually, you know what? I would probably pick uh, Ender's Game just because it's a really good movie, and mm-hmm. I really like that concept. Yeah. Um, although, uh, how many times did I pretend I was? In, in all honesty, I, pretend, I used to pretend that I was the Terminator. You know what I mean? In, from the first one, I wasn't even. Ar- I wasn't even. You know, you know, I wasn't uh, Michael Bean. You know, Kyle Reese back to save the day. I used to walk around our upstairs, knocking on doors, and I would have somebody open the door. One of my friends. And I would ask him if there was Sarah Connor, and then I would push the door open, and I would pull my fake gun and shoot them in the chest. <laughs> so yeah, if I was gonna get sucked into a movie, I want to be the uh, the T Cyberdyne Systems T eight hundred Terminator from uh, Terminator One. Wow, very interesting. <laughs> yeah, see, I, I now have the like, mental image of you in Ender's Game, like you adult you, like eight kids and just like fighting fifty children. <laughs> I'm dominating. <laughs> the world. He's our last hope. Uh, all right. How about uh, how about you, Matt? What did you think of the intro, and what kind of movie would you like to be the hero of? Ah, uh, the intro. I didn't like. I, I do like the concept of being sucked into the movie, but man, Joe, I, I don't like that guy. No? <laughs> you're one of those <laughs> okay this is the thing that got me it's right after you get sucked in he gets the ability to transform he's like i'm just like I, I hate this guy <laughs> so much um bad you know i i couldn't really think of a movie, but now now this Ender's Game has been mentioned. Oh, I think I would like to battle the you know all of the like eight year olds <laughs> save the world from the inside. You and P one just taking it uh, more of an on topic movie, maybe. Has anybody seen Godzilla: Final Wars? Oh yeah, definitely. Oh yeah, it's, yeah. Oh, is that's it anything like that. Godzilla nineteen ninety eight? Hmm. Is there anything like Godzilla 1998 with Matthew no. Broderick? Uh, oh, well, no, that no, no. Godzilla this is one was actually good and gets murdered. <laughs> is he really? Yeah, yeah, he's the one that he um he like tail whips him into the Australia Opera House and then nuclear <laughs> breaths him and then just walks away. Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, how about uh, how about you, Mr. Vox? What did you think of the intro and and what movie would you like to be the hero of? Uh, well, the intro I, I enjoy. I can't say it's great or fantastic or anything like that. I think it's a good intro to what the film mm-hmm. is. Um, as far as what movie I want to be the hero of, jeez, uh, I skipped over this. I didn't think about this. Um, I'm looking at I'm looking at two movies on my shelf right now. Yeah. I'd either be Indiana Jones because oh. I like the I like the idea of the hero who's always just just getting there. You know, he's yeah. always one step behind, but he manages to pull through. Yeah, uh, but I'm all, I also got Pacific Rim up there. Ooh, I was thinking the same thing. Yeah, now that you know, going in with the themes of uh, giant robots and things of beautiful Joe, that's pretty tempting. You want yeah. to be that little girl, huh? <laughs> and my red shoe. 
Ginju box. I think we could drift, man. I think we could do it. <laughs> I think I think we're I think we could. I think we could. How about uh, how about you, Mr. Rocket Sauce? Did uh, oh, did you like the intro? I you know at first I didn't because I had that impression of Joe being just like a jerk. But you know, the more I look back on it, it's uh, it's not bad. It's it's you know it's a setting point. But uh, you can kind of relate to Joe, I guess, if you're you know kind of a nerd, you know, a little bit where you geek out over your favorite thing a little bit. Right. Um, yeah, so I can I you know I, I didn't I changed my opinion on him after thinking about it for a little while. And I guess if I have to pick a movie where I have to be the hero, if I want to be like <laughs> RoboCop, that's that's definitely my jam right nice, there. Nice. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, love love that guy. I'm not 2014 RoboCop. I'm talking one, two, three RoboCop here. So you gotta get completely destroyed. Oh yeah. <laughs> you're, you're and then rebuilt. <laughs> have flashbacks of throwing you know a baseball to my kid. You know, and <laughs> fighting the splatter punks and uh, getting a jetpack. You know. <laughs> You could oh, yeah. uh, you could save Sting from the Four Horsemen. Oh yeah, there you go. What more could you ask for? WCW right there. He was everywhere back then. That's true. Even they had like a TV show, but I can't remember that back in the day. Uh, that was, I think, like a one season thing for him. But you know, may I just m- imagine it? But I'm pretty sure there was. But, but uh, you make a good point about the intro too, because he's kind of living the dream. This Joe, he's still doing his nerdy thing that we all love to do. But he's got this girl just throwing himself at him. <laughs> And no matter what he does, she just keeps coming. So he was sort of a, a hero, but without even trying to be one, I think. <laughs> well, it's really a, a reflection of how things are for most gamers, isn't it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. We've got, we just have these these people throwing themselves at us, and we're just like, whoa, 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 I'm focused on my obsession right now. Yeah. Please come back when I beat this boss. Yeah. Like Give me one hour, you know. Let me hammer this out. <laughs> and then we'll hammer that out. Yep. Oh. Oh. This is turning into Retro Fandango. I don't want to go down that road. <laughs> all right, all right. This is a family show. As long as your family is sick. <laughs> okay, so the story really Whoa, is... whoa, whoa. You're not getting off. What uh, movie do you want to be the oh, hero of, P2? I was trying to dodge that. Yeah, I know you were. <laughs> Um, you tell everybody about how you used to watch the Divine, was it Divine Sisters of the, or Divine Secrets of the Yaya Sisterhood? That is a jam. Cancer. Yeah. What are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, P2's um, favorite movie for uh, all of high school was the, was it the story of the traveling pants? I don't know what you're talking about. I'm kind of upset that I know what that is. <laughs> yeah, I'm upset you know, This is pretty terrible. <laughs> Oh, well, I think my answer's already done then. <laughs> nope. Oh, so, uh, eat, pr- eat, pray, love. That oh, yeah, yeah. You want to be Julia Roberts. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Who but does? no, Pacific Rim sounds pretty good to me. Um, All right. So anything we... where I get to pilot a giant mech would be pretty awesome. You and Rambox are going to go Pacific Rim and drift, and uh, me and Matt will go to Ender's Game and dominate the kids. Yep. <laughs> I'll save Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whoever's well, are gonna save the world, but you're gonna make sure Detroit streets are clean. <laughs> you know, it needs to get done. You know, full time job. Oh well. Okay. Right. Okay. So the intro. I mean, it's flashy and awesome, and it's just enough to, to keep you interested. But really, what it boils down to is, you're the hero, and you got to save the princess. Is what it comes down to. You're Joe. Your girlfriend is Sylvia, and it's just up to you. With these new powers introduced to you by Captain Blue. Let's take a minute to talk about him. So Captain Blue is the hero of this movie that uh, that Joe is watching. 
And uh, he's kind of the uh, the old school hero. He, he's been around, you know, and Joe is going to be the new blood, and he's sort of passing the torch on to him. Uh, what was your guys' first impression of Captain Blue? Uh, how about you, Rakzas? Um, Yeah, he's just... I don't know. He's kind of um, just that, you know, old hero that he's that Joe's attached to. And mm. first impression, he didn't really stick with me, I guess, that much. Um, it just, I guess, just it was just someone that he kind of worshipped. And it's, I don't know, he just didn't, because I don't want to get to the spoiler part about why, what I right, think right, of right. him right now. But <laughs> the first impression of him, it's just... Uh, yeah, he's just kind of just like a guy, I guess, that Joe yeah. liked. And it's just he did he didn't really resonate with me at first. Uh yeah. he's something that came along later in the game that was more that I would like to get into a little bit later, but uh I'll stick with that for for now right now. For sure. Yeah, he doesn't really come across as this big tough uh hero. He's sort of uh more washed up. But um uh, did anybody else kind of think that maybe they were making a reference to Mega Man with uh the way that he looked and everything? How about you, Rambox? What did you think of Captain Blue there? Uh, well, the first thing I thought when I saw him is, what is that thing sticking out of his pants? <laughs> I know. It was just, <laughs> I mean, I saw it long before I had uh, any familiarity with how the art style is in Japan. So it took me a while to realize that was a belly button. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, you mean your guys looks different than that? <laughs> I'm an idiot. So head on over to uh, Super Robot Power Hour's Twitter and uh, see a picture of his belly button. <laughs> I am posting it right now. Get excited. <laughs> yeah, with Captain Blue, it's he comes across more as just the generic figurehead at the beginning. Yeah. You know Joe is going to be the hero of this story, so they just have somebody to be the Obi-Wan to pass the torch onto him and teach him what to do. So you really don't get much of an impression of him right from the beginning. You do see him show up uh, uh, one or two times in the first level, and I think in the second level is when you get your final power, and he just basically tells you, now you know everything you need to, and you can go do it on your own. Uh, and then you don't really hear much from him. So uh, he serves his purpose. He's It's not really integral. The story is not very heavy in this game. It's right. it's a very bare basic concept. They're having fun with B-movie concepts and really cheesy dialogue and situations. <laughs> and they let the gameplay and the style take care of the game. The story is just there to keep things moving along. Right. And I think they did a great job of balancing that too. Um, but you make a good point about how he sort of trains and teaches Joe how to be the, the hero that the, the world needs. And I want to get back to that later on. Mm-hmm. But uh, actually, Matt, what did you think about Captain Blue? Did you uh, did you make any references to Mega Man with him? Did you think they were trying to say Mega Man's too old school now and now they have to move on to something new and fresh and hip? I did not make that connection. If I did, I would have gotten furiously angry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I I was not familiar with that, that weirdo belly button x thing either that that was pretty strange um yeah i i like captain blue though that sweet mustache he's just yeah. i mean he's a little bit loose in the cage maybe he should uh <laughs> you know stop hitting the donuts so much yeah. cut but, back on the carbs you know yeah <laughs> the cardio but i would like to play like a captain blue game like him and his prime and yeah yeah you like did it's called mega man x Oh, 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 <laughs> I really, I, I can't be the old, like, it's a Capcom game. It's a platformer, beat em up, side scroller, made at a time when Capcom was really deciding we're done with Mega Man. Hmm. Um, he's blue and he's overweight and he's old. Like, 
It's it's got to be a reference to. I wish I could. I should have looked this up. If you're listening and you know, look up. Find out if 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 Captain Blue was supposed to be a, a shot at Mega Man. I I really feel like it was. I kind of wonder. And I because like Clover Studios was like, you know what I mean? Yes, Capcom was good and it had these things, but we like they're the new hitness. You know what I mean? They're the new fresh and the PH. <laughs> like... See, I don't. I don't know about that because I just think they wanted is it just because of the color you, you associate it with them because of the color because I it's was just thinking it's the same style of game it's the same company and he's blue but Joe I don't know Joe doesn't get the morphing or you know doesn't get like different power suits you know or when you beat when he beats a boss or anything so no we, well because like the game itself isn't a Mega Man clone mm-hmm. but I'm saying they're by them saying that the old guy that's, that that can't do it anymore. Because essentially, Captain Blue can't do it anymore. You know what I mean? When the game starts, mm-hmm. it's like right. I'm unable, I'm unable to protect these people like I used to be able to. I need someone else to do it. He's passing the torch to Joe. So maybe it's not like a dig. Maybe it's mm-hmm. a passing the torch thing. But either way, I definitely see them saying that Mega Man is is old and busted, <laughs> and Joe's the new hotness. I just, I just thought, I just it, thought could it was a subtle dig. It could be. Only thing I just associate with is because. It was just like the opposite of red, or opposite of blue was red. So I was just like, I was just like, ah, it's just blue, opposite. So I didn't really at the time, but it's a, it's a good comparison that you're bringing up right here. So mm, I do like the idea. Yeah, I think it's a good concept. And uh, I I actually didn't think of it either, but I'm really happy that you did because I think you're right. I think you're onto something there. I mean, it's, it can't be that much of a coincidence. It is Capcom, and uh, and it is a side-scrolling platformer where they're replacing an old blue hero, which is they have an old blue hero. So yeah, maybe you're right. Yeah, I kind of wonder if it's like Kamiya flipping the bird at Inafune because he's he is kind of a jerk. Like <laughs> he makes yeah, good games, but he's not a nice guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's an interesting point. Maybe it was sort of a, a, a subtle dig at, at, and we're just picking up on it. <laughs> I mean, they did work at the same company at the time, and Inafune it would be like kind of the old brass at the time. Right, right, huh? That's a good point. A sort of behind the scenes thing. Yeah, I like that. Either way, I thought they handled it well, and uh, just sort of gave you enough to to keep you going along. I guess progress the story, as as Rambog said. Because there's there's even a quote in the game where somebody says. You think you're some kind of Mega Man or something? It's one of the bosses. Yeah, he does say. Like, that. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, there are a lot of little references to other things. Like I noticed that the at the end of the game there was a picture. It looked like the uh, first Star Wars uh, poster, and uh, I mean, there's lots of things, but yeah, yeah. But yeah, all right. Well, let's take a minute to talk about the other characters in the game, uh, namely the uh, the boss characters, because they're really the the only other really characters other than the minions. Um, so who's up first? Charles the Third. He was the uh, the bat-like creature. Um, you know what? You want to just lump all these uh, together, P1? Sure. You should not ask me questions when my mic is muted and I'm doing stuff. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> I'll Maybe if we weren't so busy tweeting out our quotes at the uh, moment. I'm not. This is the first episode where I'm going to live tweet quotes from the show. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, I'm going to take them completely out of context. And uh, <laughs> yeah, like when uh, Rambuck said, I didn't know what that was coming out of his pants. <laughs> wow! Wow! Good quote. But yeah, lump them all together. All right. Well, anyway, forget it. Charles III, he was the first guy. He was like the bat creature. 
Uh, anybody have any trouble or anything uh, interesting to say about him? I like the character design. I think yeah. they put a lot of detail into him, considering you can't see all that much of it while he's moving around so fast. But um, they did really good character design on all of them. Yeah, yeah. Overall, the character design was amazing. Um, but yeah, he's like he's the first guy. He was a good introductory boss, I think. I didn't really have much trouble with him. Um, how one thing I'll say about him, which is kind of a, a, I guess, if we're grouping them all together, is one thing I like about the characters, not just by their design, but their attack patterns. Uh, right. Typically, with a game like this, you have to look for one opening mm -hmm. that you really take advantage of. But with all of these bosses, there are multiple different ways where you could do damage. They all have, yeah. um, I don't know, four or five different attacks, but every one of them you can counter if you know what to look for. Right. So even though uh, there are kind of the obvious ways to do damage to them, you can, if you play it enough and you play around with a few things, you can really do damage anytime they attack and really get some good hits in. You make a good point, and I'm actually going to break these up now because each one of them is so unique that it is hard to lump them all together. Um, especially the next one. And and I love that even fighting all the bosses, I felt the way I'm fighting them is my unique style. And the game makes you feel like you're creating your own way of beating them. And that's pretty awesome. <laughs> that's pretty impressive. Yeah, can I ask then, what what was your strategy for uh, Charles III? Uh, Charles III was just, I only used slow-mo. I jumped and kicked, and that was really it. I had very little strategy for him. And Jump. Jump a kick, and when he does the uh, corkscrew like to the side to side, if you hit him there, it stuns him. Yeah, every now and then I'd hit him down to the ground and, and do some combos on him, but yeah. overall, I just took my time with him. And When he breaks up into the bats, you can hit the bats, and that does damage to him as well. Yep, yep, jump yeah. and kick, jump and kick. That's pretty much yeah, what it does. If you time it right, he does that thing where he throws out these, um, uh, I don't know, like those circles whatever it yep. is that they yeah. fly out. Like, so like, if you time it when he throws those out and then you kick them, turn them into the bats, those things will hit him and oh, take out all really? the bats. Yeah, oh, I, I didn't, didn't know, know that. that. Cool. So yeah, also like you said, the corkscrew, if you hit those stalactites up, you can knock them down and then mm -hmm. slow-mo hit them. Or wow. if you do a if you do a, um, a red-hot kick when he's in the air, you, instead of breaking him into bats, it'll knock him down and then you can go and slow-mo hit him. Oh, or when he does the corks, yeah, and when he does the corkscrew side to side, you can slow down. You can knock him out of that too, and then go in for more zoom in. So there's a lot of different ways you can attack them. Basically, anything he does, you can counter it. I love it. Yeah, that's they put so much time and effort into into making sure each one was so unique, and uh, and it definitely shines through. Mm. Yeah, I, I I'd love to hear some more of these. Um, Hulk Davidson was the next guy. He was the big guy with the axe. Um, I know uh, some people had some trouble with him. I'd like to hear their side of the story. <laughs> yeah, he was. That's the hardest boss that I fought. Um, really, Hulk Davidson. Yeah, both times. Um, he just. I would I would break I would do the move I would slow down and kick him until he I broke his axe and then I would mm -hmm. kick him some more. Um, yeah. but I for whatever reason he when he would drop the fire I think I would panic. <laughs> um, and I would try and get out of it, and I would use my speed burst the second time around to, to get out, to get the flames off. Yep. But uh, he would do his charge at me, and I could never get it timed right. He would hit me almost yeah. every time, mm. or he would jump away and throw his axe at me. Yeah, I had a really really hard time with him. Uh, the second go around I, is when I really became enamored with the use of the super slow mo 
or of the slow-mo super zoom in or super close-up uh, spin kick because that was really act that really helped when he launches the missiles you can use that and it'll hit the missiles back and it was mentioned on the forums as well but you're invincible when you're doing that so mm-hmm. but uh, he yeah he uh, he gave me a really hard time even just getting into his room was a hard time for me at first because you have to kick the bombs up and then kick it over and slow it down so it blows up against the wall. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. He is my meanwhile, least... What, meanwhile, he's singing uh, yeah. the entire time, too, which oh, is also yeah. more yeah. aggravating. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah he's just singing. Yeah, that's what you hear. And it's... it's it's really, you know, it's it's annoying, but because you, you're trying to like, come on, I'm trying to, you know, focus on this thing right here. And... <laughs> yeah, they know what they were doing. Mm-hmm. They know yeah. what they're doing. But you took the hard approach to him. I used to have a lot of trouble with him too. He used to be my hardest boss to get through, because I would uh, rely on the missiles a lot and try to hurt him that way. But if you just try to break through his axe, uh, chances are he's going to get a second axe before you realize it, and he's going to bring that that one big swing down. And just about every move he does takes away about a third or close to a half of your life bar. So you really got to try to keep your distance from him when he's doing a lot of that stuff. But um, it, I don't know. Did anybody else go through that route or did you just do the dodge when he swings low? I yeah, just, that's Sorry, go ahead. go ahead. No, you go ahead, Roger. Um, thank you. Uh, no problem. Well, yeah, he was really tough for me the first time. I didn't actually master him in two. Uh, I played him that that second gauntlet. And uh, uh, I remember being so frustrated because I, I beat him mostly with slow-mo the first time. And then, well, you d- I did it the second time also. But the second time, it was the dodge three times where you dodge. And you can, I think the second time, I didn't even, wait, when I beat him, I didn't even break the axe because you just keep dodging and then slow-mo on him, slow-mo zoom, punch him. You just do it three times, and he does his charge, and then you just jump over him real quick, and then jump down with the uh, down C, or when you flick the C up in the air, you come down on him, and then you can do turbo on him, and that's that's the approach I went with him. And he doesn't even get away to drop the bombs on you that way. He just keeps repeating that. At least that's how it was for me the second gauntlet, how I beat him, and it became easier for me. But it did take, I did rage quit this guy at least twice, uh, <laughs> and. I did spend like at least the first time trying to beat him over an hour just trying to beat him. And then I just remember I, I was so glad I could save because I was like, well, at least I don't have to see this guy again. But, uh, <laughs> right, right. Yeah. <laughs> then that gauntlet comes. How about mm. uh, how about you, Matt? I'm, I have no idea what you guys are talking about. I put <laughs> zero thought into this boss. Same here. It was just walk up to him, zoom in, slow down, and spin kick. And and that was that was it. <laughs> yeah. I did the same thing, except for the first time through. I don't think you had the zoom in, so it was just the same thing, except it took longer. Well, <laughs> I, I was... Oh, sorry. Up. No, go ahead. Oh, I I did it on... Um, I was playing off of a save game. I just happened to have a save, like, at the very beginning, and it was... um I had New Game Plus, so I had all the powers already. Oh, gotcha. Uh, That's awesome. Nice. Yeah, but, yeah, the first time through, you don't have the zoom in, so I was just... I just went in and... Uh, slow down and just broke his axe and, and hit him. And then I would jump away and then wait for his axe to come back, go in, break it, hit him. That's all I did and took him down my first try, but it took a while. It wasn't, it was a patience battle for me <laughs> rather yeah. than a frantic. I want to play yeah. it now because, or play it again now because I, apparently I broke the game. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, yeah, I, I don't know. No appreciation. I think, 
I think we're going to get into it later on with the powers and everything, but I guess the basic combat system, uh, do you mind if I touch on that? Go right ahead. Because, uh, yeah, it's, we've been describing it as a beat-em-up, and, uh, you know, I've been talking about it on, on Retro Fandango for a while, and we keep saying beat-em-up, but then Kevin corrected me and said it's it's a bit more about uh, defense, and that's actually much more yeah. appropriate because the game really is about countering. True. Um, Basically, you do not attack any of your enemies, even the basic ones, by just running up and start to punch them. You always wait for them to attack you, and then you dodge, and then you take advantage of their moment of weakness, and you counterattack, uh, so, which is really what the game is all based on. Um, the power-up you get uh, at some point in the game when you can purchase it, there's one called Ukemi. Mm-hmm which uh, basically in Japanese means defense. Uh, in fact, it's a judo term, which means okay. like a defensive fall, which is what it does when you, when you do it. Basically, you dodge the attack and you strike that stunning pose. So the game, the combat really is all about defense. And I don't think there's any other game that really focuses on that uh, as heavily or in this way. It's like you said before, it's a really unique game in that style. So it's a defend em up <laughs> It's a defend em up yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> In fact, every at the end of every level, it rates you on your defense. You don't see yep. that too often. <laughs> yeah. Rather than your offense. It's <laughs> a good yeah. point. Yeah. It was actually always my worst ranking too, because <laughs> I I was always so impatient. <laughs> I would, for, for any of the trash guys, the the smaller enemies, yep. I would drop super speed and just rip through them. Yeah. yeah. Um, I would only use slow for the guys that actually required it, the pistol ears and. Oh god, yeah, and stuff like that. But uh, yeah. yeah, for well, you... me it was light Sorry. speed. Sorry, go, go. Yeah. no, yeah, because you earn the beautifuls at the end of every round, and you use those to purchase your upgrades. If you dodge and maximize your attack by taking advantage of them when they're weak, right. you earn a lot more of those. Anytime that you can dodge, then slow mo, zoom in and hit, you earn hundreds more. Wow, oh, really? Cool. Yeah. Oh, I'm doing it Especially wrong. later in the game, once you've got all your power-ups and you've got a couple of upgrades under your belt, you can do a lot more damage and earn a lot more beautifuls. That's cool. cool. And especially if you're playing through adult mode, I'm, I'm assuming you, you really need those points as early as you can get them. <laughs> so I just want to be clear, you didn't play it on adult mode, P2? No, I couldn't. I tried, and it kicked the hell out of me. But you're yeah. you're so good at games. Well, I appreciate so that. I appreciate that. I, don't, I wouldn't say I'm that great, but I appreciate you thinking that. <laughs> Speaking of that... Let's get into Grand Bruce, my favorite. <laughs> so this guy kicked my ass. I, I think I used my first continue on him because I couldn't figure out how to damage him. As it turns out, me being colorblind actually hindered me in this case. I was hitting him, but the bar didn't look like it was moving to me because the first two bars it, it, in my eyes are exactly the same. So I assumed I hadn't even hit him once. So I kept stopping, and then he would gain his health back. And I was like, i got to figure a new strategy. I put the mine in his mouth. I was like, okay, it still didn't move. Um, so once I figured out I was actually hitting him, I killed him no problem. But that was the hardest. No, I shouldn't say that because Fire Leo was the hardest. But he was my hardest without actually being hard. Um, his chomp attack, though, when he, when he flies at you, God, I hated that thing. You um, can, uh, if you wiggle your joystick, you get out of that with only one heart. Yeah, I didn't like getting hit at all, though. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> getting hit, not fun. <laughs> yeah, the worst is when you dodge maybe four of his advances, and then he gets you with that last one just when you yeah. think you're about to get away. Yeah. Right? And you're going in for the kill, and it's like, oh, no, I got gotcha. you. <laughs> mm. 
Yeah. Uh, what did uh, What did you think about uh, about Brucey there, Matt? Uh, he was the first time around at least. He was pretty easy because yeah. the water level is mostly down. Yeah. So he's just he's really super slow. And then I believe if he does get the chomp on you and you wiggle the stick fast enough, and then Ukemi, don't you earn that heart back? Oh, really? Oh, I don't know. I, I think so. I'm not positive. Cool. That would be cool. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Hmm. So did you have any troubles with him your uh, second time through? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just had no patience at that point, and like... There's a reason people say that the water stages are usually the forest. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. I just the the water's always up, and you're just so slow. <laughs> like right, I right, was just right. irritated at that point. Yeah, yeah. And then you hear that chomp sound. Oh, I need scream. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I hate it. And oh, yeah. Eventually, I figured out you can kind of trick his pathfinding if you get him in a certain position like lower than you and you're on the higher ledge then he's almost certainly going to run into a mine before he gets to you yeah right, right. i uh i would actually stay as close to him as possible because he would throw the mines right around him mm -hmm. and then mm -hmm. i was almost always standing on the other side of one um there were yeah most i spent most of that fight in the bottom of the pool because <clears throat> there was always mines down there yeah 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 the overall, he wasn't too bad once I realized I was actually hitting him, but he will always be remembered in my mind as frustrating because of my colorblindness. <laughs> it's sad. How did How you figure it you? out? Uh, well, eventually I was hitting him enough, and a little sliver <clears throat> of orange showed up. And I was like, wait a minute, I'm just doing the exact same thing. Why is it showing up now? And then I realized I was hitting him that whole time. So, uh, yeah, then I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I'm an idiot. Feel your pain, man. Yeah. I think it's like a, a level of yellow and light green or something that yeah. go right over each other. And yeah, I can't see it either. Oh, yeah. I just know that I am doing damage. And eventually, once I see it starts turning red or orange or whatever it is. <laughs> it's clearly lime and kiwi, guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, Rambox, did you hear they're, they're making these glasses now for people with colorblindness? You can see color. Isn't that Are great? they really? Yeah. I, I mean, I haven't seen it in person, but that's what a, a doctor at work told me. But crazy. <laughs> interesting yeah anyway how I about you if i want to see the world as other people see it yeah i wonder eh? Our i like my own change. vision yeah, i like being unique <laughs> i'm being hindered you just cry <laughs> oh it's so beautiful yeah <laughs> <laughs> everything is art uh how about you rocket sauce what did you think of bruce uh, to me he was the most fun boss out of the entire game for yeah. me um i what i liked about it like him i guess is there's a there's a good amount of like platforming for him, at least in my opinion it was, and I'm big on platformers. But uh, yeah, um, I didn't have that much of a hard time either. My first time through, I think I beat him on my second try because uh, I figured I figured it out basically when he started doing that chomp to do the turbo run. And I had a little bit more trouble the second time I played him just for the fact that I think is my patience was running out also right. uh, because I was just like, oh man, I have to do this again. And then uh, the next boss was on my mind, for, especially for that gauntlet where I wasn't really focusing so much on uh, on Grand Bruce, that second gauntlet in the gauntlet. Um, yeah, but yeah, as an overall boss, I really did like him a lot. I thought it was very unique and fun. And after he, after, after he dodges like fast attack, he he's reaching, you know, he's trying to get his breath back and 
that's when you unload on him in the back and I don't know it's a lot of fun yeah it was fun he had a really interesting pattern definitely uh, yeah. kept you on your toes we and we haven't mentioned it uh, so the first boss Charles the third if you haven't played he's actually built like a, he's a, supposed to be a vampire but he looks like a giant uh what's it meant anthropomorphized is that the word when it's mm-hmm. an animal that looks like a anthropomorphic. person anthropomorphic that's it bat um so he's a big he's a giant bat he breaks up into little bats um Hulk Davidson who was the second boss is a giant rhinoceros uh, he carries a big axe. Uh, again, he looks like a, a, they're all that word that Rambox can say. <laughs> is he a Anthropomorphic. I think so. Yeah, he's, he's a rhino. Green. I thought he was like a dinosaur. No, he's gray. In, uh, is and he, he wears gray? a Viking helmet. I did debate this too myself, but I believe he is a rhino. I didn't look into this at all, but I do believe he is a rhino. It's just gr- a green rhino, I guess, if you will. Mm. I'm going to more distracted that his voice switched between like old blues musician and rapper. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, that is also a great point about him. <laughs> um, and uh, Graham Bruce looks like a shark. Yep. Yeah. Street sharks. Street. Yeah. yeah. Street shark. Yeah. yeah. And the next boss is a jet. <laughs> no. What side story? Oh. Uh, uh, All right. Yeah. Okay. Um, I just looked. At, I just looked here, and it says that. Uh, Hulk Davidson is the uh, the owner of the Rhino Hotel, so I'm going to guess Rhino. Oh, right. yeah. But he is yeah. definitely green. I thought he was gray. Jeez, maybe I'm colorblind. <laughs> or the contrast is, like, way off on your television. Yeah. Also, you're right. Yeah. yeah. So, right, uh, well, next up is uh, your doppelganger. And uh, it's essentially uh, like Shadow Link, but this is another Joe. So this is the uh, the bad version of yourself. Essentially, you're fighting yourself. Is what it is what it feels like. Um, he's fast. He has all of your moves. He, he was actually a pretty fun fight. Um, did anybody uh, have anything interesting happen while fighting this guy? I finally figured out the best way for me to uh, tackle him because you're you're going around four sides of this uh, generator or something yep. in the, in the center yep. and i finally realized that if i stay on the one side that has four platforms that's the best place to uh to take them down hmm. i disagree oh and what did you do p1 i stayed on the side the end of the platform or the end of the generator with no platforms and no electricity mm-hmm. just a flat end because there's another side that also has like a box on it the mm-hmm. flat end you stay there you wait for him to say henshin a bye-bye twice. On the second one, you do your zoom-in kick, and you continue doing your kick until all of his... Because at that point, a bunch of the images fly at you. So you do your kick until those images are all defeated, and then as long as you stop uh, once the last one comes, he shows up next to you, you can dodge his attack, and you can hit him, rinse and repeat. Hmm. Okay, here's the thing. If you go on the side with the four platforms he will bounce back and forth between those four platforms or mm. the edges of the bank outside of the electric electrified water. And if you can get to him fast enough, you can stop him from doing any of those things. Right. That's uh, right. But I really like hearing henshin a bye-bye. <laughs> does he, yeah, that's... Here's, here's a question, I guess. Um, does he stay in one spot? I thought he does when he's, when he's morphing or morphing. He's, you know, he's creating all those clones of himself. I found, like, when I was, I could do a kick. If I found out which one that I thought he was spawning from, um, maybe I was just timing it correctly. But uh, if I did the kick, is when it would stop the creation of the spawns, I guess. And I think it's timing. It's the timing. It's just, maybe it's yeah. just my, my dumb luck or something like that, where I was just doing, like, a slow mo kick on it, else and I would just connect with them or something. But, like, I really had a hard time with this guy more than anyone. 
I, I found him to be the hardest boss in the entire game just because he always seems to run away and then I would go chasing after him because I did not want him to spawn those stupid spawns coming after me. Right, right. Mm. Yeah, but once that happened, it was uh, frustrating. If, if he was able to get them off, I, I kind of mm. did what Rambox did once I realized I could prevent it, but when it came off, oh, it was so frustrating. <laughs> yeah, because you have to use pretty much all of your VFX juice just to do that kick to right. destroy them all. Or if you had a boomerang, you can take a few of them out with that. Mm. Did you guys I, use the the boomerangs and the shocking pinks very much? I used them uh, once. I had that. It wasn't until like episode five. No, episode. Yeah, I don't know what episode it was. A late one. Mm -hmm. um, four probably because five is just the bosses. Um, that I used it, and I was like, ah, you know what? It's okay, but it's. I find that my own my base powers are just good enough that I don't need to bother using these. Yeah, I yeah. think the game is designed so that you can do everything with just your basic powers, and then those are just bonus. Right, right. Yeah. The boom, did the you guys boom, try? Cool, Sorry, did you guys try the shocking pink Easter egg thing? No. No. Nobody is this read my we could comment talk about on the family show? forums. No, I don't yeah, the uh, the Mario. Yeah, if you hold down. Yeah, if you if you take out a shocking pink, you press the kick button, or you hold it down. But if you keep holding it down after he takes it out, he'll start to juggle it and he'll start whistling the Super Mario Brothers theme. No way! That's awesome! Yeah. Cool. But what does he, he do on the PS2 one? He doesn't do it. Ah. Uh, oh. Yeah, he just juggles it, but no theme. Although there is another Easter egg, another Nintendo Easter egg in the GameCube version on the back cover that also appears in the game and is in the PS2 version as well. Where is he in the the in the game? In the game, uh, episode seven, when you get into that one room with all the the Bianchis, all the robots are lined up. There are mm -hmm. three of them. Oh, I don't know Rob, if I should say right. what it is. Yeah, Rob the robot is in there. Yeah. There are three of them, and he's got like little boxes spinning above his hands. Yeah, uh, I missed him in the game. Yeah, he's in there. There's like three of them in one stage, and that's actually in the PS2 version as well. Oh, cool. Um, what's really sad is I was never able to get the things in the background, the boxes. Uh, how do you do that correctly? If you are hitting something with your super speed and you have upgraded your super speed to level two or three, because that mm -hmm. gives you extra uh, images okay. of yourself, yep. while you're hitting something, those extra images will go in the background and hit those boxes. Oh, that's all you need to do? That's it. Mm -hmm. But oh, you have, to, you be, to, you have to be back. hitting an enemy. Oh, okay. Well, isn't that wonderful? <laughs> yeah, and I didn't figure that out until it was uh, level five, there, episode five or six, episode five with the uh, with the gauntlet because I was fighting um, Charles the Third, and I I went to super speed and I I got the box and I was like, sweet Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe I didn't know that. Yeah, I went I and it was there was sometimes in the game and I was like, how do I get that? Fucking box! <laughs> There's like ones in the air too, or something that were in the distance. And I, that's the ones I couldn't well figure yeah, out at all. That's basically. how you do yeah, it. Some some of them are really hard to get. It's kind of essential though when you're doing the gauntlet. Yeah. At the end, when oh, you get to Charles the Third, there's one big one right behind him. Yeah. So if you knock him down and then mock speed him right there, there are oh, ten okay. beautifuls in there that'll increase your uh, VFX beater in that first oh, battle. Cool. That would have been very helpful. Been nice. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's great to know. I'm happy you guys told me. <laughs> now I know. For beautiful Joe too. Anyway, so let's. Uh, was there anything else? Um, did everybody say anything about another Joe? Was there anything else to add? 
um, a jerk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's a lot of waiting. I wish yeah, I knew this yeah. thing about the platforms. Because like you're super yeah. safe if you just stand there. But if you try to chase him, yeah, it's pretty terrible. It yeah, I think out of all out of all the bosses, I mean they all require attention. You can't really let your mind slip when you're doing a boss battle in this game. You have to focus on what they're doing. But I think after you learn his patterns, he's kind of one of the easier ones to to get through. Yeah, once uh, I've realized once I I hit him, he's just going to move to somewhere else. It was it was a piece of cake. It was getting to that point that was that was difficult. So now we're going to talk about Alistair, 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 which is actually another Joe. He was just sort of transformed into, uh, to look like Joe to fight him. So now after that, you fight him as his real form, which is kind of like Joe, but with a uh, demon-like look to him, kind of a devilish look. Um, kind of a cool character, uh, you know, sort of uh, you have an underlying respect for him uh, in the end. But uh, his battle wasn't too difficult. But uh, for me, I'm just curious if anybody else had any troubles. How about uh, how about you, Rocket Sauce? No, I, f I also found it pretty easy because I discovered right away when he comes up with that, those blocks in the air just to take those down real quick. And when he said the when because if he did slow mo with the swords, I think it knocks him might back at him. I'm not sure. Maybe that's maybe the second game. Spoiler: He's in the second game. Oh, but, I know uh, it, it does work. It's just like the <laughs> yeah. missiles. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. I didn't know that either. That's good to know. And then I, know, I think he fell in the water, and then maybe you can get him with electricity or something like that one. I can't remember exactly, but I, I did beat him on my first playthrough. So if I can do that on my first playthrough in this game, then I don't think you're that difficult. Right, right. Um, what did you think, Rambox, about this gentleman? Uh, same. He's probably the easiest of the bosses. Um, I don't know if it was intentionally easy or mm. if... Um, I don't know because I think at that point it is a little bit more on story when you when you get to him, but um, I think maybe it just ended up being it wasn't such a difficult battle. Right. But uh, I, it's a fun one. It's a fun one, but it's just it not uh, as challenging as the others. I found his life bar seemed uh, shorter than the rest. He just sort of died faster. But uh, I wonder if that was an accident or on purpose. I'm not sure. Uh, what did you think, Matt? Oh, best boss. Oh, you loved him. Oh, he! I, I really liked him. Um, cool. He had a lot of attacks, and that was, to me, the weakness of all the bosses in the game is they have so much health, but they have such tight patterns right. that some of them kind of got boring where I'm like, I, I know what to do, and you just kind of keep doing it. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. He, he never outlasted his time to me and I feel like he was just he was very fun and, and unique yeah he uh and and overall as a character he's probably one of the more interesting bosses too um in terms of story for sure yeah he, he was actually more respectable I think than the, than the final boss um but yeah so that was a p1 did you already say something about him uh I like the fight it was like everybody said he's fairly easy um I uh, didn't have a hard time with him at all. At that point in the game, I mean, you're so used to, like, what to do. You know what I mean? You actually feel stronger because you know what your abilities do. You know that in most boss cases, slowdown is going to be your friend to get him stunned or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, and if you've, if you've adopted the super slow-mo, or the, the slow-mo, super close-up spin kick move, you're tearing, tearing things apart. 
I actually liked uh, super slow mo um, zoomed in punching. I, I thought that was amazing too. But I guess I think punch. that's more effective. Yeah, I love the punch. Um, which brings me to our next guy, which is Fire Leo. Now, for me, this actually was the hardest boss for me, um, and definitely the most rewarding. Uh, I, at first, I didn't even know what to do. I was getting my ass kicked because I didn't realize you had to. Uh, in order to beat this guy, there's a, a certain strategy. He's covered in fire. He's like a what is he like a lion? I guess. Anthro. Yeah, he's a lion. He's some sort of a cat. Yeah. Okay, so. Um, he's covered in fire, and you can't touch him unless you yourself are encased in a shield of fire. And in order to do that, you have to s do your s super speed up and punch these rocks that fall around the, uh, the, the arena that you're fighting on, which is the circle that you can see around in 2.5D. And oh, I loved that. That was probably my favorite um, area of the whole game, was just how detailed and accurate that was. Um, but yeah, did anybody else have a hard time figuring out that you need to, to get on fire first? How about how about you, P1? What did you think of him? Nope. So you just knew right away to punch a rock? Uh, I was punching them to get them out of the way. I figured he was going to come, I was going to have to run over that, or run past them. So I was punching them to get them out of the way. Oh, that. Uh, see. Lucky you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was like, he's throwing these, they're obstacles. They're probably, he's probably going to chase me back this way or something. I'm going to have to get around them. I'm never going to be able to make these jumps all in a row, so I better be, break these rocks now. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. How about, uh, how about you, Maddie? And then the fight became ridiculous. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> how about you, Matt? Uh, well, let me just do a play-by-play -play of how you fight this boss. Okay. So he runs around, which yeah, it is it's it's really incredible. It's the best looking part of the game since you can pretty much always see him running around. There's fire everywhere and all that nonsense. It's pretty yeah. great. But okay, you speed yourself up to punch a rock to set yourself on fire so you can punch a guy on fire and somehow you being on fire defeats his fire. Yeah. Then you slow down time, zoom in, spin around to break his shield. <laughs> then he turns into a tornado, and you dodge him five times, and then you can get, like, a couple hits on him. Yep. And then he gets set back on fire again, and you do it over and over. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you have to punch a rock to set yourself on fire. <laughs> it's yeah. not punching the rock that sets you on fire, because even when you're using this, the... The mock speed against enemies, you catch on fire. It's because yeah, yeah. you're moving so fast, and then you can catch it's the enemies friction. on fire. Yeah, right. right. If you so, caught on water, this would make a lot more sense. <laughs> 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 yeah, but uh, yeah, it is. Uh... And then the the five dodges, because yeah, because I was I, I do remember dodging him, and I'm like, wow, he's just spinning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I um I beat I didn't dodge him once, and uh, I just. If you jump high enough, I'm so good at games, I broke well, the mechanics. Well, well. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, I, I went the whole game without dodging, except for when they make you do it in the tutorial. And uh, are you serious? Really? Serious? Yeah. All right, we're gonna think about a piece of. This sounds a lot like. Uh... Count uh, those guys that have to jump over you or do that big punch. Um, I had to dodge that, but it wasn't like the uh, the symbol comes up and you have to press up or down. It was, you have to get behind them. I don't know if you remember those guys. Yeah, yeah, the big, like, uh, football player looking guys. Yeah, other than those guys, I didn't dodge anybody. They were the whole game. I beat uh, this game without punching. 
<laughs> it's just how I play. That's the beauty of this game. You can play it so many different ways. I played Legend of Zelda. I didn't use the sword. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so with Fire Leo, if you jump up high enough when he's spinning and you slow down and zoom in and punch while midair up right about where his head is, um, you can get a lot of hits in before he then switches back up top. And then he knocks you back, and you just jump in and do the same thing again. It's a lot. Of course he does. If you just yeah. build a neural transmitter and connect that to your GameCube, you can just <laughs> <laughs> uh, But yeah, that's, that's what I did. That <laughs> is insane. Uh, you beat the game without playing by the rules. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, my gosh. He's an asshole. Don't talk to him anymore. That guy killed me a hundred times, though. I used, like, three continues before I figured out I had to punch that rock. <laughs> so, you know what? I don't know how great I am in that case, right? So, Rocket Sauce, how about you, buddy? What did you think of Fire Leo? I guess I'm just the noob when it comes to because I had to use slow mo to beat him. But uh, yeah, I, uh, I I didn't mean to say I didn't use slow mo. Oh, <laughs> oh, I oh, hell out of it. I just didn't dodge. Oh, well, I did slow mo dodge to beat him. But yeah. uh, yeah, the once I figured out that you had to do turbo against the rocks because that kind of I think that that stops him running too because it sends your you know your shadows at him, and then I would speed up to him and then. Uh, if you get to that attack phase, he's not that very hard when he does the tornado. That's that's when you can unload on him more than anything. You just got to dodge him like five times and then just, just slow-mo zoom on him. That's all you have to really do. Uh, at first, I did think, I was like, this guy is getting, I was like, I just had a hard time with uh, another Joe. And I was like, uh, and then once I figured that out, I was like, all right, this guy isn't that hard. Uh, so... I yeah. love this guy. I love how much attention you have to give him and you have mm -hmm. to be pinpoint for such a long period of time. That's what I appreciate about uh, a good game, um, which is why I like Dark Souls and those kind of games is because it requires your attention for such a amount. And if you make one mistake, it, you're back to square one. He jumps back in the lava. and uh, Yeah, you don't want to fall in that lava either. No. That's, that's the pain. It's just trying to get back out of it then. up and down. I know. <laughs> and sometimes <laughs> as soon as you're able to jump up, he hits you with the rock, and you the just rock? go back in. <laughs> I know, I know. I had that a few times. <laughs> that was one of the hardest parts when I first played it. I thought you had to use that bottom layer, so that bottom weird. level for something. I was like, all right, well, I got to get down here. Is, is it when he jumps down here? Does he appear here? And I'm like trying I'd to use say... it in every way possible, and all I do is just keep falling in the fire. But I did the same yeah. thing. Turns out you got to punch a rock. Yeah. You have to a... punch a rock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, Box, Mr. Box, what did you think of Fire Leo overall? Yeah, I, I'm right on board with you. Hardest boss in the game uh, back when I played it the first time and in this uh, playthrough. He's now. not that hard if you dodge. <laughs> Doing five dodges doesn't sound very easy to me. It is. What? You know, I'm kind of amazed at everyone saying that some of these bosses were just so easy and you beat them on their first playthrough. Did everybody play this on kids mode? Yeah. Yes. All right. Can I just go on? I just want to say I have never played this game on kids mode. When I play, I play for real. So oh, the challenge that I had going through this game, I'm going to say is totally different than what you had to go through. Oh, so it, it seriously, there were times when I would spend about an hour and a half to two hours just trying to get past a certain boss. Wow. And it is ridiculous because you know you have to go back to that last save point. There's right. no way you're going to keep it right there. 
Um, so when I, I faced Fire Leo this time, I was just, it was night after night. I was going over probably three or four nights of a couple hours each time just trying to get past him. Wow. And it's exactly what you said, P2. It's, it's about you can't let up. You have to be so pinpoint. You have to be so yeah. exact. There's such a slim margin of error for these bosses, especially him, yeah. that uh, you just have to be on point. And my reflexes were not as good as they used to be. So I was just having such a hard time with him. But then the satisfaction of just realizing you're getting slightly better, slightly better. Every right. time you do it, you get a little bit more. You can get one more hit in. And I had to use those, um, uh, the take two you can buy. Yep. So yep. you kind of revive yourself as soon as your life is depleted. Mm -hmm. I had enough beautifuls to buy one, but I had a reserve. I had to make sure that I wasn't buying it until I was personally ready <laughs> to be at the point where I knew that, okay, I can make it if I have it this time. Because if you buy it and you use it, that's it. You're not going to earn enough beautifuls fighting wow. Fire Leo over and over to be able to buy another. So I had to reserve and just keep going and going until I realized, okay, I got him down 75%, 80%, and then I die. So now is the time to buy that thing so I can keep going and then get them down just enough that I can still use that thing to revive me and, and finally take them down. And that's what it took. It was wow. just so much trial and error that, getting through it. That sounds amazing. Like that makes me want to go play on adult right now because that amount of, of rewarding and, and from that challenge, oh, that sounds the entire game. pretty good. <laughs> the entire game, that's how you feel. I was pumping my fist so hard after every single boss <laughs> battle. It was just that's awesome because I was getting satisfaction but nothing on that level like Fire Leo was the first time that I was like oh my god this is amazing and I can only imagine if it was adult also on kids mode when you continue you start at that boss still yeah when you, you don't go back when you die at a, no no if you lose all of your lives yeah. you go back oh do you yeah no yeah. I don't think so I'm pretty sure yeah, I can no 100% on him. you do I'm pretty you, sure I continued on him you don't no, no, After you get your cut, 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 and it says try again. Yeah, I'm pretty sure try when I again, try again, you get sent back to like a halfway point. Is, or... is there a stage before Flame Leo, or are you right at him? Fire Leo, I think him, you're right at him. You can stay right there with him. Oh, okay, so maybe Because that's... you just ran the gauntlet of the other four, yeah. and then you save right there. So oh, that okay, one's okay. a special case. Okay, then. In that case... That's why it was doing that for me then, because I know I use continues on him. <laughs> yeah. And it was brutal. But yeah, I loved it. I loved that fight. Um, it fired me up. That's how I was able to, to stay up so late last night and finish the game, because uh, it was all worth it, just because of that one fight. Now just imagine if you had dodged. <laughs> you didn't, I might have to. You, didn't, you just hit the whole game without dodging? Yep. I didn't. I uh, hate you. It's <laughs> if I show you how I played, you'll probably prefer it. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I had no patience. <laughs> um, so that brings us into where actually I, I consider this guy the last fight of the game because I find the next fight um, was so lackluster in comparison to that. I mean, it's pretty epic. It's a great way to end the game out, but Fire Leo to me is the last fight of the game. Um, so you beat him, and. Suddenly, the, the real villain appears, um, and it's surprising because it's Captain Blue. Dun, and... dun, dun. <laughs> yeah, and all of a sudden, you're like, wow, what happened here? And you find out that he is the, the creator of this movie that you're in. 
and uh, he sort of got himself sucked in. I don't think they really explain how, but how do you? I mean, how do you get sucked into a movie? But anyway, uh, I think it was uh, he was just so obsessed. Uh, he was kind of losing status, and he got sucked into the film, right. and he started turning evil. Simple as that. <laughs> right, right. Just like real life. Yeah. Isn't that what happened to uh, James Cameron? It uh, yeah. It, uh, it says here that he uh, he was sucked into his movies were starting to fall away like they were starting to become less watched people weren't liking them as much yeah and he got sucked into movie land and when he got sucked in his love for movies was reju- rejuvenated and he spent the first few years as a hero acting as Captain Blue fighting off the enemies and then slowly his time in there made him forget about his time outside of movie land and uh, that's when the evil um, overtook him right um. Only, a man can only stare into the darkness so long before the darkness stares back or something. <laughs> uh, before we talk about the actual fight, I had a quick question. Why does he give Joe the powers at the start to to fight him if if he's trying to take over? Why does Darth Vader throw the Emperor down the uh, shaft, uh, the cooling shaft of the Death Star? So you think, because he doesn't sound too evil at the start. When he's giving you the powers and stuff, well, he's he's evil, but he still wants to make a really good movie. Yeah. Oh, okay, so you think he's, he's making a good movie? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Okay, that works. That works. I like that. Um, it makes me also another question is: Does Joe really get sucked into the movie, or is that part of the movie that other people are watching? Because during that fight, there's a big cheering scene um, where the audience is cheering. Um, so is Joe already in the movie, and that's part of the movie? No, Joe gets sucked in. Okay, so he's actually getting sucked in. It's not yeah. a movie of him getting sucked in. No. Okay. Was Joe ever sucked into the movie? Does he even have a girlfriend? Is he just a guy sitting alone with a vivid imagination? Oh. <laughs> Deep. Wow. Yeah. No, he gets sucked in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah. let's take a minute to talk about him. Um, he turns into the uh, omnipotent, I think it is, King Blue. The omnipotent King Blue. Right. And uh, and then you start to fight him in your... Uh, what's the name of that uh, the mech that you're in? The Six Machine? Uh, six Machine. Six, but six when machine. it turns into the robot, it's Six Magine. Oh, that's what it is. Okay. Oh, that's great. It's pretty cool, eh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, love it. Anyway, this is the first time that you actually... Because at the start of the movie, you see uh captain blue is fighting in in a mech as well so this is the first time you get to go in it which is kind of neat go way to, to end the game and this is the first phase of the boss fight what did uh, p1 oh uh random box what did you think of this fight i loved it as soon as i saw that uh, mech come out and i realized that you then get to control him or really you're just taking the skin because he still controls like Joe, yeah. but I loved it. I thought it was a great little touch just to spice things up a little bit. He's yeah. a bit more clunky. He moves slower, yep. but you've got all the same powers and everything. So uh, I thought it was great. I liked the way that you could walk all the way around the earth and they yeah. just have little, like there's Mount Fuji and uh, <laughs> like I don't know, the Eiffel Tower or some other things sticking yeah. up there. Just like um, you know, and, Stonehenge. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Stonehenge is there. So you can just walk all the way around the planet, even though you don't need to. But uh, it was just a nice little touch. Yeah, which is this game is just full of. And I know what you oh, mean. Yeah. The second that you get into that mech, my hair stood up. I was like, oh, this is awesome. Great way to end. Oh, loved it. What did you think, Rock Success? I loved it also. Um, I did have a little difficulty at first until I realized about the, like punching that tower in, like, in super speed mode. 
Uh, and then that's when, like, you know, it kind of became easy after I figured that out because I was just like, because he's kind of relentless with his attacks with the beams. You just got to stay in the middle. But right. uh, then he starts firing the rockets at you, and I was just like, Jesus. And then I finally discovered that the, the words, I think he's sending a signal from that tower, and that's oh, when you take I that out. I didn't know about this. So what happens? You attack the tower, and what happens? You just do that, and then that stops um, stops the missile attack, I believe, and then the, that allows you to jump up and do the slow mo punches on him. Okay, cool. And uh, yeah, like after they they kind of broke it a little bit for me, uh, but it it took a little bit figuring out. It took about you know five six times figure before I figured it out because I was trying to run away a little bit because I was like, right. This is, but uh, yeah, he's great. You come. Like Megazord, you know, if you're a Power Rangers fan. <laughs> Megazord, and, uh, right? Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was it was great. It's uh, oh, it was, it was really fun. Before you you have to fight him one more time, you know, uh, when he's regular Captain Blue. Right, Phase Two. That's cool to know about that tower. I just sort of when I went into it, I just stayed on him. I just no matter what, I stayed right next to him, and that's the that's how I was able to take him down. But uh, it was hard because the second I got away from him, it was really hard to get back close to him. Um, I don't know if it's because he moved so slow or, or what it was, but I had to stay glued to him. How about uh, how about you, Maddie? What did you uh, what did you think about this fight? Oh yeah, this is like the reward because you know Leo is the boss, the, the real final right. boss. This right. is just something fun for you to like cool down on. Yeah, I agree. And I agree. It's just visually like just really cool looking, and just having the giant robot. Yeah, it's it's pretty great. It's pretty cool, especially with your name. It uh, sort of makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I guess so. <laughs> how about uh, how about you, Richard? What did you think? Uh, I disagree what, with what was just said about him not being the real boss. If you do play it on adults mode, <laughs> oh, you get right. a much better challenge with him, okay. uh, because like like was mentioned, you do have to fight him again after this. So. Uh, a lot of what he does is meant to distract you and throw you off mentally because you've got the electricity attacks that come down vertically over 50% of the screen. And then you've got the missiles that come across horizontally um, at, at intervals. Basically, you you either jump over or, du or duck them. So basically, the, the entire screen is covered with potential danger. So you just have to know where to dodge, where to wait, when to jump, when to attack, when to stop attacking, and you know wait for the pattern to start again. But depending on how good or bad you do in that fight, you have the same energy bar going with you into the next fight, which can be extremely difficult uh, on the harder settings. So uh, I think it's, it's definitely a great way to end the game because uh, I don't want to get into it just yet, the, the second part of the fight, but... Um, no, you know, go that... ahead, go ahead. Oh, okay. Well, after you beat uh, the omnipotent King Blue in your mech, you fall back down to the platform you were on, and then it's Captain Blue in his regular form versus Beautiful Joe in his regular form. And they strike these really cool poses, just like Super Sentai heroes do, and their their names come up on the title screen. It's great. And then you go into a one-on-one -on -one fight, but Captain Blue is much more powerful and much faster than he was at the beginning when he was training you. His electricity attacks do, uh, I think two hearts worth of damage compared to like when he, if he hits you regularly it just does uh, one heart of damage um, and I found that to be one of the most difficult parts of the game trying to get through that second fight oh interesting I, I, I loved that fight because it was pretty rewarding being able to, to take him down 
It's like, absolutely uh, rewarding because I thought the mech was cool and the giant thing was cool, but then just to come down to the two guys, that's that's how an action movie should end. Right, right. Uh, you nailed it. <laughs> um, uh, how about uh, how about you, Matt? What did you think about the second version? Well, I do not remember like at all. <laughs> this time around, I did not pass Fire Leo. I, I have before. But that was like eight years ago, <laughs> so I have no <laughs> idea. I do not remember. Uh, okay, right on. He he's very similar to because um, you have to fight him a little bit at the start of the game. It's like that, except you know, amped up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what uh, what did you think, Rockets? Us? Um, yeah, he was, he was just I liked it. Um, he to me he was easier than his other form, but then again, I'm playing on kids mode. Uh, I just kind of, I guess I stayed, I took your philosophy of just sticking right next to him and not letting him, I guess, get yeah. to his electricity tech. And if he did, I just kind of ran away real quick. And then I came back yeah. and uh, unloaded. Because I think he is pretty easy to dodge, I think, when he does his regular attacks. In slow-mo, mm-hmm. at least. But, uh, yeah, the only thing I really had to look out for on kids mode, because I didn't play in adults mode, uh, was <laughs> the uh, electricity attack. Because that's the one thing I, that hurt me more than anything. But yeah. Electricity attack. That's what got me too. Because mm-hmm. normally he was just uh, do normal combo or that downward mm-hmm. kick, um, and those you could usually get away from. But electricity was was tough. Was tough. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, P one. What yes. did you think? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I know that you were looking forward to fighting this guy. Yeah, I uh, I, I I beat Fire Leo, and uh, I have waited. I am I really am going to beat him, but. Keep in Cartridge Club tradition. I felt it would be wrong of me to beat it before the show. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 um, we should probably talk about the levels too because the level leading up to him was pretty cool as well. Um, it's kind of like a like a a Death Star feel to it. Oh really? Yeah, like a Star Wars kind of. Uh, Joe, you've turned off your targeting computer. Is everything okay? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, all of the. Just going with that movie motif, all of the um, episodes, if you have, if you beat the game and you look in the credits, you can see them, but it's also in the strategy guide if you're able to track down a copy of it. You can see that there are movie posters made up for each of the episodes, kind of like in the Left for Dead games, how it starts yeah. with a, a fake movie poster. So, um, like the Fire Leo one is like a gladiator poster with Russell Crowe. Um, you've got the Star Wars one for the last one. The Charles III is kind of like a Dracula uh, cover. So it's worth looking up uh, those posters. They are pretty cool. And, and this art style is so Jaws good. one. It is. Yeah. One. yeah, there's a Jaws one. Uh, oh, it was Jaws, right. I was trying to figure yeah. out what that one was. Of course, Jaws. I should have known. Uh, I think um, Hulk Davidson is kind of a King Kong thing. Right, yeah. That's what it seemed like to me, too. Mm. That that Star Wars one was the one that stood out to me for sure. <laughs> that Star Wars. Poster. Well, even they they have those ships that he calls at the end. They're not Tie Fighters. They call them like Die Fighters. Die Fighters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I hated that those things could hurt you. Those platforms. God, that was frustrating. Well, those moving ones, or yeah, yeah. Because I was like, "What is hitting me?" I just kept fighting the guys. And I was like, "I don't know what's hitting me," but it was just a platform going over my head. <laughs> and I was like, "Oh." But yeah, I love that scene. I love those type of puzzle elements too, where you have to figure out what to do to move on. Some of those were quite tricky uh, for me, anyway. Mm-hmm. Did anybody have any interesting ones that stood out? Uh, how about uh, how about you, Rambox? 
Um, I pretty much remembered everything from the first time I played through. Uh, there's a lot of scenes where you either have to slow-mo and uppercut something, and it'll nice. it'll move up out of the way, or you use your mock speed to speed up so the, the water level will rise. Or nice. I think in most of the cases you tend to slow down more than speed up. Um, I don't know, there's the giant water drops, um, right. there's the yeah. bus that you have to amp up the engine and make it more powerful. Oh, right. You've got, the, you've got those propeller lifts that you can speed up and raise them or slow them down and they get heavy and fall. So yeah. there's just so many of them throughout the game. And, and then that's not even to say about the, the Joker and those uh, slot machines that come up. There's, right. there's just so much in there. Oh, so many things to remember. Um, I love those, that last door at the last level two where you had to jump up, platform, 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 and then slam down, and you had to slow-mo drop too. Yeah. Um, that took me a little bit to figure out because I kept falling down, and I was like, why isn't this working? And oh, Anyway, loved it, loved it. Was there any of those that stood out to you, uh, Mr. Rocket Sauce? Um, just I think what you just said, which is like on that last stage one where you you have to go all the way to the top and then you have to hit it all the way from the top with slow-mo with the uh, zoomed-in drop kick. Right. That I was, I was just like, I'm doing it. I know I'm doing it. And I just couldn't <laughs> do it. And I, I was like, I got to be doing it. Actually, then I went, I, I had to I had to consult the guide on this one because uh, I was like, I was like, this has got to be it. And it was it. I just wasn't, I guess, doing it early enough, the drop, I guess, in the slow-mo part of it. Slow, so yeah, because I remember that was really frustrating for me more than anything. That and then it took me forever to figure out that that water drop was the thing that would open up the the pathway, and I think that was the uh, um, uh, the bat level basically right there. Um, that took me. I didn't. And I was like, oh, this style puzzles work, and I think there's an electricity one like that too, uh, where you have to do it in slow mo, and then all of a sudden it it because there's like a wire that's broken. Maybe that's no, that's in the that game I believe, where all of a sudden the electricity connects. The wire, yeah, yeah, yeah there is a door. It opens the door. Right yeah, it's like a plug you have to put in or something like mm -hmm. that. Yeah. Oh, I loved those moments. Um, that that moment where you're fi when you figure it out, it's like oh, <laughs> I love yeah. it. And kicking the missiles into the uh, um, those spaceships. They look like uh, from Star Wars. Um, oh, what are the big triangle spaceships from Star Wars? Death Star, Star Destroyers. Death Star. Star Destroyers. Yeah. Oh, I loved it. Kicking those missiles out there, oh, it's great. And then if you uh, hold it down, they get a bigger explosion. I didn't yeah, know yeah. that. You didn't do that. Ships out quick, you could take the ships out quicker that way, too. Uh, I had right. to do like 100 missiles. No, anytime you slow-mo, the explosions would get bigger. I yeah. didn't know that about, I mean, I knew that throughout the game. I just didn't know about for that part. That's, oh, oh that's That must great. have taken you forever. It took a little while, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how about you, Matt? Any of those that stood out to you? I think my favorite puzzle was at some point in the game, there's like water droplets yeah. over lava. Yeah. So, and you know, you raise the lava by speeding up, but mm -hmm. then you have to create the droplets by slowing down. And of course the platforms disappear after a while. So getting that balance, I don't know. That was a really rewarding one. Yeah. yeah loved it. Loved it. I, uh, I just ran to the end of the lava and raised the lava while I stood in it and then jumped out. Oh really? Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. hilarious. That's I, awesome. I, I loved Mock Speed, man. Mock Speed was my go-to for just about everything. And uh, yeah, if you you could do it, if you jumped, if you sl if you um, slow motion jumped, you could get to the other side without getting hit, and then raise it up fast enough that you would only lose two to three hearts. 
I had no idea. I because yeah. I tried. I tried doing it the way you're supposed to, and I was like, "Fuck this." <laughs> Me, I'm like, "Oh, droplets! I know what to do." And then you get to the other side. I'm like, "There's nowhere to go." Because <laughs> they're so high up, right? So you got to jump. You got to do a double jump and then do a slow mo just to get that first drop in. Then you got to raise that high enough to see the next pipe over. Then you got to do a slow. Yeah, fuck all that, man. <laughs> See, that's the benefit of playing on kids' mode. You got those extra hearts. You can just take Oh, I played it on adults mode. I'm way better than all you. I get it. I get it. Yes, there's no doubt. Yeah. Pretty impressive. I didn't even consider putting it on adult mode. Yeah, I tried. I'm pretty sure mine only came with the option for kids. I don't I don't want to see them. (laughs) Oh, man. I am mighty impressed. Uh, Adult mode, I don't know if I could ever do it. I might try a joke, too. Just for your reference here. Kids, begin the game with 10 hearts in the life gauge and 5 extra lives. Adult, begin the game with just 5 life hearts and only 2 extra lives. Oh my gosh. Wow. Um, what about damage and stuff like that? Does that change too? Um, um, I don't think so. It just uh, They just throw more at you if you go to the higher levels. Like I've never beaten it on V-rated mode or I've never unlocked ultra V-rated mode. Um, but those are, are ridiculous. I've read up on them where... Well, I've tried V-rated mode, and what happens in the first level is they start introducing some of the harder enemy types right away, like the the black Bianchis yeah. that you have yeah. to dodge like three consecutive hits in order to do damage on them. Right. Uh, they ju- they show up right away, and there are also additional obstacles. Like there's this exploding frog that'll hmm. be there, and oh, it, it's just it's just a frog that sits there. And it, it's like a bomb. It explodes. But if it hits you, it takes away like three or four hearts. Holy so crap. It, it does a lot of damage. Brutal. <laughs> and then if you play it on the hardest difficulty level, I think it's all of that plus the the dodge marker that the enemies throw out yep. is gone. Oh, wow. Yeah, so when you're fighting like Fire Leo and you have to dodge him five times, you're not getting any warnings. You just have to watch to see where his hand goes. Of course, wow. you might not have to do that. Or just don't you could just oh, no, not if I do P2's way and not even use the controller. Uh, I think I use 10 hertz. <laughs> wow, that's pretty impressive. Um, yeah, I'm definitely going to be trying adult. That sounds awesome. Nice. Yeah. That's, I want to get just, I just want to know what the new characters play like, if they're any different. They are. So it's, not, you, it's not just a reskin, they actually. Is it no, Sylvia? If, like, who is it that Yeah, you... if you beat it on adults mode on the gamecube you unlock sylvia and she plays pretty much like joe except she's faster and she's not as strong okay and they actually do change a few things in the game for them like the the title card when it comes up says joe the hero and it has his little silhouette Mm -hmm. it'll be a picture it'll have sylvia's silhouette and it'll say sylvia the main squeeze Oh, cool, um, cool. And instead of the red hot kick, she has the cool blue kick. And, oh, okay. Huh. But one thing that's really weird that they do is they will replace the skins in all the cutscenes as well. So when you're at the beginning in the movie theater, it's Sylvia and another version of Sylvia without glasses, <laughs> and they call her Goldie. Yeah, I like how this is going. <laughs> yeah, so you do get that... Uh, that Sylvia on Goldie scene right at the beginning, <laughs> but they don't redo the voices. And since they always use Joe's name, instead of redoing the voices, they just they call her Joe. Scramble it. They just scramble it, uh, and then they use subtitles. So it'll just sound like 
and you'll see the subtitles come up with uh, all the story. Oh, okay, I see, I see. That's but she right, does, though. but That's she cool. does have her um, her um, voices for in game, like the henshin and all that stuff. Okay. Oh, also, what does henshin mean? <laughs> it means transform or like metamorphosis. Ah, cool, cool. Henshin a go go. Henshin a go go, baby. <laughs> this game is so good. From I un- love it. unlockables <laughs> to puzzles to different ways to fight. It's Capcom. Mm. What are you? What it's like it? I look Black. at Capcom now and I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? They lost. Well, I'll give you. I'll give over. you more incentive too. If sorry, I want to go back to this because there was more. Oh, if you oh. played on the PS2, you unlock Sylvia and Dante from Devil May Cry, and he plays completely differently because he has his sword and his guns. Oh, so. No. So he actually has like a longer range with his sword, but if you jump in the air, he'll also fire a bullet, which you can slow down, just like those um, no those Western guys. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. you can fire bullets out as well. And then if you beat it on V-rated mode, you get Alistair, but Alistair looks different, and he has a sword too. And if you beat it on Ultra V-rated mode, you get to play as Captain Blue. That's oh. cool. God. And I think all of them have different styles. I think Captain Blue's slower but more powerful and stuff like that. Yeah, I really down. do want to get the PS2 version now for the fact. Just even though I really like the controller a lot for the GameCube, I do want to get that just to play as Dante because I do think they have the same voice actors for they Dante. Do, yeah. And I don't know. I just I was always a big fan of at least of the first one and at least the third one for those Devil May Cry series. But uh, yeah, it's just that's something that's really neat. I know it's you know. It was supposed to be like I think an exclusive for Nintendo, but that's also really neat though. That is. And amazing. Dante is in his underwear. Really? What? Yeah, he's he's in his underwear in his normal mode, and then when his VFX ah. goes up, he turns. He gets his Dante coat and and sword and everything. That's but, cool. Uh, when he's in the movie theater, he's just sitting there in his underwear. Do you own both copies or versions of the game? Or? Yeah, I've got it on PS2 and GameCube. Nice. I see that there are like a little Mebo figures for for this game and you want I have them. them you have that's what i was asking yeah they're on the shelf <laughs> yeah, I'm behind looking at them right now oh i'm so jealous i've probably seen them there before and just didn't know who they were so it never registered oh yeah, man i've got so six jealous. there's a seventh that i i don't have there was an alter alternate version of joe with the full face mask that's the only one i'm missing okay cool oh man that's awesome i am so happy that you introduced us to this this it's is a great game amazing. It really is. It's good uh, stuff. It's Clover Studios and now Platinum are easily my favorite developer. Like, there's no question. They just, the love and attention they put into Beautiful Joe, um, they put it into all of their games. And it's like, nobody plays them. They get such critical acclaim. When you actually put it in your system and turn it on, you fall in love with these games. And it's like pulling teeth getting anybody to buy them. Yeah. It makes yep. no sense to me. I know. Because well, people... it's not like it's not like oh they have a, a smash hit and then the next one's garbage. It's it's hit after hit after hit. Yeah. And people just I don't understand it. <laughs> um, people people are scared to try new things. That that is you know people it. are afraid of change. That is a thing you know. Yeah. You know, so, someone comes to tell you to do something different at your job, you're always like hesitant to do it. That's uh, true. That's true. Even if you end up loving it. <laughs> but, it's, uh, it's been pointed out like um, that. Game reviewers, in their infinite wisdom, uh, they don't know how to talk about platinum games. Like that mm. was talked about with Wonderful One Hundred One, 
there yeah. is no point of reference. Like a lot of games, like first-person shooters, uh, everybody's genre that everyone loves to hate for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's so many out now that you can literally just do a table of like two columns with bullet points, what's different? And it's like anybody could write that. True. Wonderful 101, there is no game to compare it to. And Beautiful mm-hmm. Joe's the same way in, in most of the Platinum ones where it's like you actually have to have, you know an iota of intelligence and <laughs> game bloggers. Mm, I mean, not universally, obviously, but a lot <laughs> of the mainstream stuff. Well, most of basically everyone IGN don't really have that. So <laughs> everything, the lowest score IGN ever gives is like a seven. Wonderful. Yeah. The, uh, the reason they said the reason they do that is because the games that are worse than that, they wouldn't, why would they bother reviewing them? But yet they did that with God hand. Mm. Yeah. So wonderful one on one. If you haven't played it, the art style is very similar to beautiful Joe. One of the unlockables in the game is a guy called pose man. And he looks like Joe and he does his poses <laughs> and it's, it's the same style. It's, it's one of those big monster movie events, but instead of being one hero fighting a thousand monsters, you're a thousand or you're a hundred heroes fighting the big monsters. And cool. it's, so they completely flip gaming on its head because gaming is always you're the one guy fighting the nonstop flood of of, uh, right, of right. trash mobs. But in this one, you are the trash mobs, and it just shows you what you can do when you unite together as a team. It's so good. Play Wonderful One Hundred One. Play if it, if a game says platinum, go buy it and play it. <laughs> like yeah. uh, I disagree with one game, and that's Metal Gear Rising. Oh, I haven't uh, played that yet. So oh, you don't uh, like Rising really? Revengeance? Oh, I hate that game. I haven't uh, played. But and I hear it's, people love it. Oh, uh, they're wrong because <laughs> really, <laughs> no. Raiden sucks as a character. Uh, and, oh no, I I don't agree with that. Uh, uh, <laughs> I hate uh, honeymoon's over. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe it's the story for it, but I just I just don't like the villains in that game, and I don't I that game of. This one was of beautiful Joe is about dodging. That one's even more. I mean, you have to block. You it's like nonstop blocking. It's <laughs> and that's why I found it very. Boring. I get very frustrated. I beat it, but I really had to resort to easy because just the constant blocking is just. Even on kids' mode, it's just starting to get a little insane for that game. Is and it's just I beat it just and it's my least favorite of the Metal Gear franchise. So I'm looking forward to trying it out, but yeah, uh, I want to try it. I heard that um, yeah, if you like Metal Gear, don't don't consider it Metal Gear. <laughs> I heard that too. I heard the storyline is just like crazy. Well, <laughs> well, the thing is with Metal Gear Rise, Metal Gear Solid Four is uh, is I thought he was so cool in Four. Actually, that's the one thing I actually liked Raiden in was in Four. And I was like, all right, cool, we get to play like this. But if it was more hack and slash, I think I would have enjoyed it more. I think just the fact that it's it's a little bit more different with the, the the constant blocking is it's that's the more frustrating part for it. it's just it's relentless especially towards the end of the game okay but. cool i'm definitely going to check that out yeah because it's super cheap these days like i think i, I got my copy for like ten dollars so oh I, I really want to get around to it yeah i definitely gotta pick it up before it goes up in price <laughs> yeah um so i think we covered pretty much everything the only thing we really haven't talked about was the uh the soundtrack um and for those of you who've ever wondered where retro fan Dango used to have uh, or where they got their intro music from this is it and I didn't know that um, I'm, I'm sure it was said but it didn't register and until I played it I was like wait I know this song and uh, and now I know it um, was but- absolutely said thanks for paying attention <laughs> I, I'm super glad <laughs> I heard it which uh, could you be specific which minute of Retro Fandango was that set in 
574. Oh, so episode one. <laughs> I um, but yeah, I, I and now I love it even more because anyway, I personally like the soundtrack. What did you guys think about uh, P One? We'll start with you. Uh, the music, I, I really enjoyed the music. Upbeat, fun. Uh, the combat sounds great. They were crisp. I enjoyed them. My my biggest gripe with the sound overall was I couldn't. It, it was like every one of those boss fight, like. You go into the boss room and there's this little cutscene where he talks to you, mm-hmm. and every one of them it sounded like they had a mouthful of marbles. Like I had no <laughs> fucking clue what any of them were saying, yeah. and it sucked because I felt like it was probably really good witty dialogue, and I was just like, uh, I'm getting every third word here. Right. I um, was in the same boat. Some subtitles definitely would it would have helped with that. Yeah, yeah. and on I the forums, I think that's a localization thing because the Japanese version does have the English voice text. Uh, and they oh. just use subtitles, so they probably thought, okay, this works for us, and they, they didn't really listen to it too carefully when they brought it over. Yeah, I see. It's definitely, it's, it, some of them are bad. It's like, really bad. Hulk Davidson especially, I, I have no fucking clue what he's saying. <laughs> really? I know, I know he's probably black, and he's, oh he's very cool, but I have no idea what he's saying. <laughs> that was the one guy I could understand. <laughs> Yeah, he's one of the easier ones. Yeah, I think it was yeah. Fire Leo that I really couldn't understand. Does he talk? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I just heard growls. But uh, overall, Airball. the music was, it was good. It was upbeat, you know what I mean? It, it did what it's supposed to do. This kind of genre, you want the music to uh, entertain you, you know what I mean? Like RPGs and stuff, you want it to be atmospheric, and you want it sort of to fall to the background sometimes. But in this, you want it to, you're spending most of your time just, fighting you know what i mean so you want that music to be up be upbeat you want it to keep it going yeah. you don't want it to slow down you don't want to feel bored by it and they do a great job with that they uh, i thought they did a fantastic job with music yeah capcom definitely knows how to get their platforms uh platformers some uh, some upbeat music yeah um what did you think oh, have they done that in the past are they known for that or <laughs> yeah no this is actually their first yeah <laughs> uh what about you mr rocket sauce what did you think I just thought it was okay. Um, it was to me, it wasn't really memorable. Um, the only thing is, like, maybe it was I was going through being frustrated at times in this game where I wasn't actually paying attention to it. Um, that probably was the thing. Maybe I couldn't just sit back and suck it in for that point in time where I I did really like I said I rage quit this game a couple times because of the difficulty for me at least. Uh, and I do agree completely with the boss dialogue because I thought it was my uh, I played this on uh, a CRT television. Mm-hmm. Uh, so even though I, even though I do have my component cables for my GameCube, uh, that TV does have like the the component cables, so it looks a little bit better than the composite. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, just I thought it was like my speakers, and I thought I was I probably should look to hook up a uh, my old CD player to the television, so it gives a little <laughs> bit better sound. But I'm glad that I wasn't the only person to think this yeah. because I I do agree with the Hulk Davidson part because he was like. You know, it's it was it seemed like it was muffled coming through my television, and I was just like, oh well, I guess you know. But it's just the bosses, right? Because Joe is clear, Captain Blue is yeah. clear, Sylvia is clear. No, I agree the announcer you. is clear, and I, the bosses. I, yeah, it's like I completely they're all... agree with you on this one. At least for me, it was really difficult to understand uh, just the bosses talk, and yeah, uh, uh, yeah, even Captain Blue was even understand for a boss, but like the, the I guess the. The monster bosses you gone through, I had a hard time. Even, even, uh, uh, what's it called, Grand Bruce and uh, yeah, yeah. Charles the Third, I had a hard time understanding them. Do you do you think they did it because they're animals and animals wouldn't talk nor wouldn't talk clearly? 
Oh, no. Well, or no. is it just, just poor it was, sound I sound management? Was, I think it was a mess up because in the second game, you're it's it's really cleared up in the second game, in my opinion, oh, okay. where you can understand them exactly what they're saying, kind of like with Joe and whatnot. So good. Yeah. yeah. Overall, I other than that, I I think because even the sound effects, hitting things, very rewarding. Speeding up, slowing down, very rewarding. Everything about the sound, I think, was good except for that boss dialogue, which I, I can overlook. I wanted to say one more thing about this. Sure. I just kind of remembered. Um, I remember reading about this one before I even played this game. Is that I think uh, Clover made this, started making this game with only like six or seven people in the development. So maybe oh. it was just one of the less the thing that just kind of got pushed to the side. I think they eventually bumped it up to like twenty people, like right before the launch of the game. Oh, really? Uh, Interesting. But maybe maybe it's just something that just got put on the back burner where they're more focused on the gameplay and how it looked. And they figured, oh, this is just, we'll worry about this later or something like that, you know. So it had a very small budget, I believe, this game when it came to being developed, so. Yeah, it's crazy. It's amazing what smaller developer or development teams can really do when they're allowed to, you know, be creative. Mm -hmm. Pretty impressive. Well, yeah, when you don't have a a huge wallet to fall back on, you have to be creative. You have to come up with these interesting solutions. Yeah, I, I loved it. I loved it. Um... Uh, speaking of development, I was just reading up. It actually went under the working title "Red Hot Man" originally. Ooh, <laughs> I like that man. name I better. Love that. Yeah. That's what I need in life. Uh, I'm a red changing hot our man. YouTube channel right now. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. It did start as six people, um, and under a 12 month deadline. Wow, pretty impressive. Um, Matt, what did you think about the soundtrack overall? Oh, I know. The when I first because I recognized when I first listened to Fandango like that that was beautiful Joe music, but was odd when I first played it. Now I'm like, mm, I'm not on the train. This is kind of weird, you know. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's a dedicated listener. Thank you very much. <laughs> I expected Joe to start telling me how great Alien Three was, <laughs> but. <laughs> But yeah, the, the music's pretty great. It's nothing I would want to listen to uh, outside of the game, but it's 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 great video game music. You know, it supports the game perfectly. Um, yeah. I think it's interesting that you guys couldn't understand Hulk Davidson. Maybe it's because I used to live near a lot of people who basically sounded just like Hulk Davidson. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, I was Baltimore? like, finally, somebody I know who they're saying, like as opposed to uh, that. Like, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I've been watching a lot of The Wire, so I think I understood him too. Yeah, I, I <laughs> yeah Hulk Davidson, aka Stringer Bell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, how about how about you, Mister Vox? I think we all know, but what did you think of the soundtrack? Yeah, I, I think uh, Super Robot Matt there got it just right. It supports the game really well. It's it, it's it's upbeat. It's fun while you're going through, and I think that helps you keep uh, a good. Uh, a good spirit while you're getting pummeled throughout the game and, and just going through the levels it'll keep you motivated to keep going uh, i really like the boss theme when you're into the boss battles it, it gets really tense and it does get my heart going there were plenty of times that certainly during fire leo and the final captain blue my heart was really pounding and the music was so appropriate for it yeah. um, i think they really nailed it with that the sound effects great everything very rewarding excellent stuff yeah yeah it's just uh you know the cherry on top because this game overall i oh my gosh it'd have to be at least a 9.9 i don't i don't even know what would be keeping that maybe that 
boss dialogue keep it from a 10 i don't know but it's pretty darn close to being perfection but well according I, to sorry go ahead no go ahead i'd like to hear it i was gonna say according to the back of uh beautiful joe 2 it was usa today's game of the year for oh, 2003 wow. really yeah USA Today with their finger on the pulse. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the sad thing is, like, I'm looking at all the, the scores from all the uh, gaming companies right now, and they're all so high. Um, it's just so sad that this game didn't, you know, get to the, the height that it should have. It's, it's too bad. Well, what else was out that year? What, what came out in 2003? Wind Waker. Uh, I, um, I know there was a Mario Kart for the GameCube. Uh, Beyond Good and Evil. Uh, wow. some, That's some, a highly uh, rated game. Yeah. I still haven't played that one. I got that one. That's on the backlog. Fire Emblem for the Game Boy Advance. <laughs> some yeah, t- it's a, some, tough, some tough competition yeah. there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't know. There's, it, was, it was a pretty decent year, I think. Uh, there was a Max scene in there. <laughs> so, it's I don't know. such a good game. And I hope the club can spread the word of the beautiful word that this game... like. <laughs> Give it a shot. If you have a GameCube and you haven't played Beautiful Joe, uh, and you have any love for B-rated movies, for over-the-top uh, action, or for for platformers, um, try this game because it really is a one of a kind. Yeah, let's get that price raised up on this game because I bought both the first second game for ten bucks each, or not ten bucks each, but ten bucks total basically. I bought this Me one too. for three bucks wow, and complete. Wow. Oh. So it's, you know, it's definitely no one really, I don't know if anyone really remembers it personally. I know Can it's... you imagine, like, this is, there are so many games out there that <laughs> fucking suck. That are just <laughs> terrible, terrible games that cost hundreds of dollars. Yeah. And this game, there's, like, it's, you might not love it, but it's entertaining. You can it's buy a fun two, game that you can play. Two games, can, sorry, I don't yeah, know Sorry, you know, go ahead, two of them for $10. Yeah, you can buy it for like a, a price that you pay for like a decent meal, I guess, for 10 bucks or something like that. You can get two games that are going to last you know, a long time, basically. Yeah. It would, yeah, it's it's the same price as 50 chicken nuggets at Burger King right now. Mmm. <laughs> mmm. Yeah. <laughs> How do you know? Well, uh, they're $1.79 for 10 chicken nuggets at Burger King. Oh, okay. You can get 100 for $18. There you go. <laughs> That's a deal right there. You've done the math. Yeah. The price of a cholo, uh, what do you call it, those giant burritos from Qdoba or something. That's like about 10 bucks now or something. So. Yeah. yeah. It's just, oh, man. All right. Well, with that said, let's go uh, do a roundtable of what everybody thought overall. Um, would you recommend this to anybody who hasn't played it before? And... Uh, and yeah, what did you think about it now compared to then? I know we've said it throughout, but I'd like to hear it uh, wrapped up. Uh, we'll start with you, Mr. Vox. Um, I really like this game. I loved <laughs> it when I first got it, and my opinion has not changed. If anything, I appreciate it more. So um, just a quick question. Does the second one hold up as well as the first? The second one is a good sequel. It's uh, For me, it's not as good as the first one. It's been a while since I've played it. Um, I can't really say why I don't think it's as good. Uh, and when I say it's not as good, I'm not saying it's a bad game by any means. It's really mm-hmm. good. And it's not as difficult as the first one. So they kind of oh, okay. dumbed it down a little bit, hopefully trying to gain a little bit more of an audience for it. But... It's a good game. It holds up well from what I remember. Uh, but, yeah, the first one is just, you know, the benchmark. It's the one that, right. that made first impact and, and said, hey, 
check out this this new game that nobody played. Yeah, home run with the with the first swing. Um, yeah. How about how about you, P one? What uh, what did you think overall, and would you recommend this anyway? Um, I it's fantastic. Play it. Uh, I, I actually want to give you a quote um, from the game, and this is why I love video games. <laughs> it's a long quote, so it's keep trying. It's what a true hero does. You see, hero isn't just a title that's bestowed upon a person. It's something that's earned every single day. Anyone who quits something after a failed first attempt should find what he's willing to fail at. It's called persistence. It's the truest measure of our toughness and the only way to acquire a skill. A hero isn't a man with extraordinary abilities. He's special because it's through sticking with it that he has acquired them. A hero is only a hero because he was willing to fail in order to become one. Hmm. I like that. And maybe you should have ended with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, maybe. What a, play this game oh it's so good uh, that makes a good point actually the very last image that it shows you when you when you beat the game is a picture of uh, I think it's like everybody in the game and uh, actually I'll just send you the, the picture and the link there um, and it says everyone loves a hero everyone loves you yeah. like, oh, like wow. that's <laughs> that's pretty amazing it just makes you feel so good inside. It did. I was like, I love this game. I, I immediately had to go up and put a post on because I couldn't stop thinking about it. Oh, amazing. It's it's a it's a fun game. It's it's entertaining. It's cheap. It's on a system with arguably the best controller ever. <laughs> uh, it's made by a company that is they just ooze quality. And if you haven't played this game, there's no reason you shouldn't have played this game. Mm. Go get it. I can't I can't I don't know how else to say it. This is my favorite game that we've played on the Cartridge Club to date. Oh, double oh, like even double. past Link to the Past. And... Better than Link to the Past, yeah. Better than oh. Super Metroid. Better than Super Metroid. Oh. oh, I enjoyed. I enjoyed this month. I enjoyed this game more than any of those. And in the month we played Super Metroid, we did a hundred percent run of that. So in one wow. sitting. In one sitting, yeah. <laughs> but was it better than Secret of Mana? <laughs> All right, Maddie. What did you think of Beautiful Joe? <laughs> you think, buddy? Oh no, I I really like it. I did like it a lot better the first time I played it through. I think I I just didn't have well, I didn't have as much time with it this time. I was trying to like push through, and maybe that was a problem for me. But it does impact because I've I've done that for a few club games, and it does affect definitely how uh, how you think about the game sometimes for sure. Yeah, because it, it, it does require patience. That's yeah. the one thing I will say. If you have no patience, do not. You will not like it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's just, it is absolutely unique. It is not like a better or worse than anything. It stands alone, well, I guess other than its sequel. And uh, it's something anybody should check out because, I mean, I'm pretty sure if you look under people's couches, you can find a GameCube and enough money to find the, to buy this game. Like, yeah, it's it's absolutely cheap. It's wonderful. Yeah, it is. You got a Wii. You can play this game. I mean, there there's no reason not to play this game. It's yeah. it's definitely worth a shot because you just summed it up it with the, that one word unique. I, I can't think of a better way to describe it. Get it on the PS2. If you own a fat body PS3, you can play it. If you own a PS2, you can play it. Like, there's so many ways you can play this game. There's no reason you shouldn't have played this. Yeah, I agree. And uh, Rocket Sauce, your overall thoughts, my friend? I loved it. Um, It is 
definitely made probably my top 10 for my favorite GameCube games. Um, it reminded me a little bit of the Power Rangers, which I like because I'm still a fan of those, at least those first couple seasons of the Power Rangers Ooh, where yeah. Joe, you know, he morphs when he does his henchin' a go-go. And those, <laughs> those like, uh, I can't remember, what you, would you say those guys, those little gray guys are? Oh, uh, the blankies. Yeah, they reminded me of the putties a little bit, or the yeah. jinkies. What's they are again? putties. Yeah, I'm the sorry. putty patrol. Yeah, they reminded me of the putty patrol, and you know, eventually when he becomes you know the giant mech, it reminded me of you know Megazord. So I I loved it for that reason alone, you know, and I loved it so much that I popped in the second game right away, and I beat it in four days because nice. it, it it is easier than the first game. It does have a little bit more platforming, and it's more puzzle driven oh, for cool. some of the stages. Um, but they do fix some of my complaints with the first game. The first game is a better game, but it does um, with like the boss dialogue. Um, I do like some of the levels designs better in the second game. They're okay. more to me. They're more, I guess, I guess um, more movie driven ones. Like there's a, kind of like a Jurassic Park one. Yeah, yeah. There's like cool. an Alien one. There's uh, oh, cool. so it's it's to me there's it's it's great. The second game is great too. The only thing is my complaint with the second game is the ending's a little confusing a little bit. Uh, I don't want to say the spoilers or anything, but mm. but it it, uh, it just it seems to me like Joe and Sylvia are boyfriend and girlfriend, but they're also related, and that kind of oh. bothers me. That bothers me this. a little bit about the second game, uh, <laughs> but uh, uh, it's I don't know it's 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 great. I loved it. Is it, it. Is it like a Luke and Leia thing? Yeah, it actually kind of is. Ah, okay, interesting. And at least, at least, and it seems like it's no big deal to these people. And I'm like, hmm. I mean, it's a video game. I understand it's a video game. Yeah. But uh, you know, and I, I loved it. I, I was happy to find because uh, uh, I had these games for a couple of years now, and I've been looking for that Red Hot Rumble, and I finally stumbled upon it uh, a couple months ago, and I picked it up. Uh, that was only about that was only about that was probably the most expensive out of them. That was like ten bucks by itself, but uh. And that one's more based off the cartoon, which I also picked up because I like this game, which is, the cartoon is really cheap if you guys are looking to buy it. Um, I bought it because I was a big fan of the Bayonetta anime that came out the same day as Bayonetta 2. And I figured um, Platinum seems to do a pretty good job with like their cartoons, I guess, if it's going to be off their cartoons. Um, yeah, and the anime... Uh, here's the thing I wanted to say about the... Uh, games compared to the cartoon is the cartoon is more child friendly and the the games are more I think driven at teenage boys because I've noticed like things in the background like there's one on uh, the earlier levels where Joe's walking around in the background if you look there's like strip clubs and everything when they say like live nudes and topless <laughs> girls and everything topless and yeah, I was bottomless. hoping somebody That's was right. going to bring that up <laughs> I didn't even that. oh you got to replay bottom. level too yeah, he's in like the strip joint club of town. It's really strange to yeah. see that on Nintendo. And, and the thing is, because there's a character, like I said, the Red Hot Rumble game, um, it has characters from the anime that which aren't in the first two games. Um, and there's things like, because uh, in Red Hot Rumble, uh, Captain Blue has an assistant, and uh, uh, she's very busty, and she zips her top up, but it comes unzipped immediately, and, and Captain Blue's, like, staring directly at her chest, and he's like, whoa, <laughs> no, and, uh... <laughs> <laughs> no, my okay. only compl my complaint about that game, though, is I don't like the combat as much. It's more, um, I don't know, I wish I understand because it's more of a fighting game, but they kind of changed up the combat a little bit, which kind of threw me off a little bit, so... Mm. Yeah, that was my question. So is Red Hot Rumble 
a sequel or is it like uh, Street Fighter? It's a Smash Brothers style game. Okay. It's, it's cool. with a with a little bit more of a story basically to it. So. Okay. Oh man, that sounds very interesting to me. Hmm. It, uh, yeah. Uh, sorry. No, it's, sorry. I was just gonna say every every time I try to pick it up, I can't get into it. It's yeah. You think I, that the, I completely agree with you. Yeah, you think that the the mock speed and the slow mo and zoom in would be really cool for a Smash Brothers style fighting game, but yeah. it's just completely hectic. Everything moves so fast that you really can't tell what's going on when you're playing it. I think okay. they just kind of just made it just to try to capitalize on you know melee because that was like yeah. the number one game for the GameCube at the time, and they figured, yeah. hey, we can do this with our franchise. Right. But, have uh, you ever have you ever played the DS game? No, and I like now I'm looking to pick that up because I wasn't aware of it until after you know like I beat the second game. So hmm. is that any good or? What is I've it? never played it. I, I don't have it. I haven't seen it around, so now I'm like kind of like pursuing that one now. Double Trouble is that the one? I think yeah. So, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I mean they were supposed to have a proper third installment on the GameCube and PS2, but by that time, you know, Clover folded, so that was the end of it. Hmm. And, That's sad. And, yeah, and then I also popped in uh, Marvel vs. Capcom three again because oh, I yeah. realized he's in that game, and I love I love that game's like fighting game's attention to detail too. Like his uh, attacks are he does throw like the the pink bomb. And he, he uses like his his like uh, his special moves are like the Go Go Six Machine and he, oh it's it's oh I love I love this game so cool oh, don't forget Tatsunoko versus Capcom as well mm. he's in that too he's in yeah that? oh, oh get, it, it it's get Tatsunoko it's so good <laughs> that's awesome what's, what systems that one for again uh, the Wii oh okay I'm still wow, looking cool. at that one then. Hmm. It's all yep. of Capcom's forgotten children oh. <laughs> versus some people you never. No, because it is. It's like the Mega Man from Mega Man Legends, and like Beautiful Joe, and like a guy from Onimusha, and just. Oh wow! There's a. I read when I was looking at it. There's a quote: "Roll when roll if roll beats Joe in a fight." Um, she says, "Oh, that's cute. I've never seen a quick man cosplay before." Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Cool. You're going back to the risque backgrounds. You can't see it. If you look at the GameCube cover, his right hand is covering it. But if you look at other pictures, like maybe the strategy guide cover, mm-hmm. his hand is in front of a billboard that says Drag Queens Express. Yeah, I do remember that too. <laughs> yeah. There's like, oh, you know, women with nothing on but a couple pieces of tape. and like. I thought, I thought that was in kids mode. I was wondering in adults mode if the tape was gone too. <laughs> No, but they there are some really impressive backgrounds in this game. That level is is kind of unique, but the rest of them they have all this sculpture and paintings. It's so detailed, and occasionally something will even come into the foreground, and it's kind of like a kind of a semi-transparent layer. Mm-hmm. It's just really fun to look at. Yeah. So, what are you, Ravox? What are your uh, what are your closing thoughts on Joe? Ah. Uh, closing thoughts it's it's a great game uh, i can't i'm not gonna pump it up any more than that and i'm not gonna make it any lower than that it's just a fantastic game i i've always enjoyed it i will always enjoy it and i think one of the things i really like about it is it doesn't get easy it's the kind of game that no matter how many times i play it i don't seem to get good at it in the way that it's just easy to breeze through it's always a challenge it's something that when i get into i know i have to focus i know i'm going to have a great time with the music the visuals 
yeah, I think all the enemies, we didn't even talk about the jets and the helicopters and the tanks and all so the stuff many. that they throw at you. I mean, there's that one level where I think it's um, you're going uphill at night and then you end up fighting a plane and then mm -hmm. you find another mm -hmm. plane and then you get to the tank and then there's a, a tank uh, there's a tank on the bridge and then right after that a helicopter or another jet comes up and it's just yeah. one after the other and you just have to stay so focused and it's amazing when all this stuff just comes flying at you and you just cannot deviate from the game you have to spend so much time focused on it, it, it it's just so amazing mm. I love it. Oh, there's just one thing that reminded me, just that part, because there's so many enemies, something we didn't mention. One of the best things in the game is if you're about to take a hit and you slow down and zoom in, you'll do a ridiculous flip dodge and then flex mm -hmm. in midair, oh, and then yeah. all the robots explode. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. just so great. That's a, that's a power you unlock, yeah. 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 Oh, love it. So good. It's just a shame, though, that this series falls in that classic thing of uh, having two pretty good games in uh completely never getting its third uh game to come out you know it's that yeah. slump that lucky number three which is kind of like a curse you know like shin moose yep. got it and half-life <laughs> kind of got it right now and, yeah mm -hmm. so wouldn't it be uh can you imagine the applause that there would be from the five of us if at uh the nintendo direct for e3 this year they came out and they said beautiful joe three it could happen you know what i mean Thanks they wouldn't even to, have to do that uh, they would just have to show they would just have to show like a silhouette of a cape fluttering in the background and just say henshin a go go baby. <laughs> yeah. That's it. And then you know, put a big three on the screen. One beautiful or one wonderful one oh one guy announced people kind of I think first reaction was this is this is beautiful Joe in yeah. yeah. So I could see that. I mean he looks mm. like him. It's very much oh, like yeah. his new beautiful Joe. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well who knows? Yeah. They came out with Marvel versus Capcom, I don't know how many years after the second one, so yeah. who knows, maybe someday they will yeah. resurrect it. There's still hope. There's still hope. Yeah. So, uh, oh, oh, speaking of hope, sorry, I wanted to bring this up as well. Sure. Go ahead. The Japanese games actually have subtitles. The first one is Beautiful Joe A New Hope, and the second is Beautiful Joe The Mystery of the Black Film. Oh. Huh. See, a new hope is that's direct from Star Wars because Star Wars Episode Four is a new hope. Yeah, really? The first one. Yeah, yep. that's the first. That's the first Star Wars. That's Are you? Is it really? That's the name. Yeah. I think yep. the first Star Wars is the Phantom Menace. Oh. oh. Okay. Well, that's about all the time we have. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, that's what everybody here thinks of the game. P two, why don't you uh, jump on over to the forums? I can't remember where they are. <laughs> I but, do notice uh, a strange lack of P1 on these forums here. Yeah, do you can you just tell me where they so I can make sure that I type them into my browser? Sure. Here. They are uh, you can access them from www.cartridgebros.ca. Okay. And I'm not going to have to like come up with a new login or anything like that cuz I hate trying to remember passwords. Oh, uh, we wouldn't do that to you. You can log in with pretty much any Google account, Facebook account. You name it, you got it. You can log in here. Oh, perfect. Yeah. All right. Now see what like can I see Retro Fandango forms? Yeah, there as we well, share I don't want to have with to... them. Yeah, it's not just uh, the club; it's also Retro Fandango. So, if you ever want to comment on any other um, podcasts, you can head on over there too, as well as any of the earlier uh, episodes. You can go and comment. Actually, I meant to ask you. Apparently, we can't go back to the uh, really early episodes. Did you know this? I didn't know this. Yeah, it says you got to pay or something. Oh well, maybe we'll upgrade our forms. So we can go back to episode seven right now, which is more than enough. I don't anybody would ever actually really want to go back, but. Can you still read them and just not comment, or they're just gone? Uh, I don't think you can see them at all. 
All right. This sounds like a logistics thing we should look into when we're not recording. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. So, <laughs> who's on. playing along? All right. So, this <laughs> month we had actually uh, quite a few people who loved the game. Uh, the Nestromancer. Uh, you know, it, it seems a lot of people were just waiting for an excuse to play this game. And, uh, and he's one of them. Uh, Kevin, he played through. He actually, he had played before. Uh, he actually gives us the advice to play on kids mode. Yeah. And sort of lets everybody know that uh, you're not going to miss out on too much, other than rewarding experience. <laughs> um, <laughs> Dean said this is his second time through, so he's playing wrong. We had Rocket Sass, of course, and uh, he's here now. Uh, Kevin, Mr. Rambox was on here. Duke, he, uh, he played it, and uh, yeah, he's saying he enjoyed it as well. He loved the slowdown and stuff like that. He loves all the mechanics. Seems like everybody who did give it a try this month loved it. Um, let's see what else do we got here. Uh, J Rock, got J Rock on here. We got Maddie, uh, and I think that's everyone. Yeah, that's everybody who's on the forums this month. Yeah, everybody uh, who played it loved it. Twitter was a little quieter. Um, so if you want to get your uh, tweets read out or mentions, just uh, hashtag Cartridge Club. Uh, it's just seeing that Kevin beat the game, and that's uh, oh, Dean. Uh, Dean actually ordered a statue. There's a shock. Uh, of oh, jealous, Joe jealous. doing uh, one of his poses. Those first yeah, that is, figures that is are a awesome. really nice statue. Yeah. Um, so I'm thinking we'll get one of those and put it in my amiibo cabinet just because. Hey, oh, <laughs> you should get all these little amiibo size ones, man. It is beautiful. Oh, is that glass or is that plastic? That's why I wanted to ask. Oh, that case? Yeah. That's plexiglass. It's yeah. plexiglass? Okay. It used to be, it was a Ray-Ban sunglasses case. Mm-hmm. And the, the guy, the local guy, just came up with the, uh, the design for... For it. Um, he said he asked me what I was going to put in it. I told him amiibos. He said that's awesome. I've hope wanted an amiibo case. Do you mind if I go with that theme? Because he also does them with like a World of Nintendo theme. Mm-hmm. Um, and this one, he just went with the amiibo theme. He came up with it, and uh, I, I love it. That looks it's awesome. awesome. It's yeah. really impressive. It, it's the the highlight of my games room right now. Yeah, and it then, makes mine look like garbage. Uh, it's, it's funny because he's local, right? So there are local collectors that he said they have their their stuff put up in like little bookcases and stuff like that he's like if they would just get in touch with me i would like put designs on their already made shelves like i would make them i would spice them up so they're not just plain black shelving he said but nobody contacts me and i was like well (laughs) get ready (laughs) (laughs) yeah but he also does custom nes's and custom uh uh, all kinds of retro gaming systems and uh, he's going to be selling them online so anybody who was interested get a go to facebook and just add clifford Ketty. Uh, as a friend or follow CK signs he because uh, he does fantastic work he does yeah, he's going to be doing he's doing a, a Metroid NES right now and a Super Metroid Super Nintendo and uh, I'm going to win that I'm going to buy that that Super Nintendo um, but yeah he does great work and he did an awesome job on this case uh, and other than that uh, there was nobody else really on Twitter who said they were playing uh, beautiful Joe J-Rock there but uh Definitely, uh, yeah. So, hashtag Cartridge Club if you want to... Or if you have any questions for the club, you can put those there as well. We're probably not going to answer them because we don't have a question period, but maybe we could answer those in one of our uh, new videos. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. All right. And are we going to be getting one of your new videos? Um, you had one two days ago. Yeah. Did we? Yesterday, so like actually. five days? Brand uh, Yeah, so, yeah. Every, every, we're going to aim for every week um, for the new Not-So... The Not-So-Deep Thoughts Remastered. Nice. Ha- hashtag, what is it? Uncut, un... Uncut, un-something and uncouth. <laughs> um, yeah. 
P2 really wanted me to cut out the Born Again Virgin segment. <laughs> <laughs> there was a lot of things I wanted to cut out. <laughs> yeah. But back to Joe. Um, that's Joe. That's beautiful Joe. The Cartridge Club, obviously, every month we're going to play a new game. April's a new month. And starting on April 1st, everybody, we're going to be playing Halo 2. Oh. No, just kidding. No, that's an April Fool's joke if you're listening to this on April 1st. Um, we're actually going to be playing Metroid Prime. Uh, so I'm excited. This is my first time through the, any of the Prime games. Um, and uh, I'm going to play mine on the Wii because I think the uh, I'm going to take Kevin's advice and go with the uh, the Wiimote as a sort of a mouse and keyboard substitution it's for a first-person game. It's not hard, though, with the GameCube controller. It's got that oh, nice lock-on feature. and it's Yeah? Still, yeah, it's, it's, I think it's worth checking out, but I guess whatever you prefer. I know you don't, you're not a big uh, shooter with controller, but to me, I think they did really well with the lock-on feature. And to me, that, good. Yeah. yeah. Maybe I'll try yeah. that. I did. I played this when it was new. And I had not entirely gotten comfortable with twin sticks because, you know, that was not so old at the time. Mm. Uh, and I didn't have any trouble. Uh, remember, uh, greatest controller? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll try that. Um, perfect. So I think that's everything. Is that right, Peter? Yeah, we summed it up, man. Thank you so much to our guests. You guys yeah. are awesome. Thank you so much to Rambox for suggesting the game to us. Yep. Let's and give them the, a chance to, uh, to to plug their channels. Yeah, thanks to the club members as well for voting for the game. Yeah, that too. So, uh, on the way out, let's start with the unazing sensation. Rambox, tell our guests <laughs> where they can find you. Uh, Rambox, you can find me on YouTube. I put up videos once in a while. Things are slow, but uh, hey, that's life. But you mm -hmm. can catch me more often on Retro Fandango, which can be found on this very feed so if you're listening to the cartridge club you know exactly where to find retro fandango and be sure to check out april's episode because we will be diving into teenage mutant ninja turtles and Ooh. i am extremely excited about that so beautiful joe followed up by ninja turtles i'm a happy guy right now people uh people can't forgive your sporadic videos because i mean hey you got two kids i got two kids you know <laughs> <laughs> excellent uh, Rocket Sauce, Ryan, uh, thank you for being here and tell our fans where they can find you. Well, first off, thank you for having me on the show. It's uh, one of my favorite podcasts along with Retro Fandango, so it's nice to speak to you guys. Um, yeah, uh, you can find me on thegamercave.com uh, where I sometimes blog and do stuff, but uh, I have plenty more stuff I want to write and I have drafts for it, but I just haven't had time to go back and re-edit them because I don't like them so much. Uh, and I do plan to start a YouTube channel. I'm working on it. I'm trying to get, just get all the pieces together, and I have a couple ideas I'm working on, so stick tuned. You can follow me on Twitter for that reason, and I'll probably you know, post when I got something going. Um, yeah. On Twitter at, at It's Rocket Sauce. And, uh, yeah, um, in two weeks from now, in my city of Milwaukee, there will be the Midwest Gaming Classic, and I'll be around, uh, around there, so maybe you might be able to find me there. So I'll be probably tweeting around there and, Posting pictures, so uh, if you see me, just say hi. Right on. Color me jealous. I wish mm. we had gaming expos here. I That's also nice. am jealous. <laughs> All right. And last, and certainly not least, our uh, our giant uh, our giant robot of a man, Super Robot Power <laughs> Hour. Matt, thanks for coming back. Oh, thanks for having me back. It's, it's been wonderful. Um, where can we find you? Where can you find me? <laughs> like so Carmen not... San Diego, I am. Uh, <laughs> That's right. Where in the world? <laughs> well, I 
In the interest of making myself not be a bum, I am going to put myself on the spot. What is what is today's date? Is the twenty eighth of March, twenty fifteen. So by or before April twenty eighth, <laughs> there will be something <laughs> on the Super Robot Power Hour YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Super Robot Power Hour, your number one source for all robot power in one convenient hour. Uh, anyway, <laughs> love it. It's almost so good. It was almost like it was pre-thought out. Uh, but in the interest of putting you guys on the spot, what what will be the next uh, platinum game on the Cartridge Club? Ooh, that is a good question. Oh my gosh, what could it be? Uh, we're including Clover Studios as well, correct? Oh yeah. Um, I'm going to say the next time you see a Platinum game up for vote, it'll be God Hand or... Yeah, I think God Hand, maybe? I know uh, Anzi speaks quite highly of it. It's along the same lines as Beautiful Joe. It's a beat-em-up. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think, P2? You want to go God Hand? Uh, yeah, I'm definitely going to do it eventually. I don't know if... I kind of want to play Wonderful 101 now after playing this, but... Who knows? We'll put it up to a vote, right? So yeah, it'll be a vote. But I think uh, I think you'll see God hand out probably against Odin Sphere and something else similar. <laughs> oh, oh, right. See, <laughs> you guys got me so excited. But the last time God hand was voted for, uh, I think there was only one guy that voted for. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna say God hand. God hand is gonna be our next platinum slash clover game. Oh, so exciting. Um, yeah, I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> it's really I do want to play it. I don't know. I've not played it, but everything I've seen, it looks just absolutely insane. It does like, insane. It, it, uh, it's safe to say it's not going to be Anarchy Reigns. <laughs> <laughs> I know what that which, is. Which is also supposed to be good. Oh. It's a PS3 game. Uh, yeah, we're going to say God Hand. God Hand's going to be our next platinum game. Clover. Cool. Nice. Yeah. And we're going to try and get Anzi on for that one. All right. Yeah. Um,. Wow, I don't like being put on the spot like that. That sucks. <laughs> so, uh, so that's the show. <laughs> and uh, guys, thanks for listening. Um, it's always a blast. Episode nineteen. We're going to be doing Cartridge Club season two T-shirts towards the end of season two. If you have been a guest on the club, your name will be on the shirt, and it will be with a much more improved design for the front. <laughs> I like. That. Um, I like the the first season one shirts, but. Uh, I we're gonna it's gonna be better. We're gonna have it designed by an actual artist as opposed to nice. um, a slightly overweight sailor uh, <laughs> using using gimp. So uh, look forward to that. Just keep an eye on Twitter and we'll have that announced. Um, and that's it for. Go well, ahead. Before you leave, uh, um, was there a winner for that first? Yes, uh, shirt there was. Oh. The draw was done. We oh, actually yeah. recorded it two months ago. P two was gonna edit it while I was sailing and editing Dear Nintendo. Yeah, I have it right so, here. So. Uh, in the span of me editing um, two and a half hours of footage into a half hour documentary, he no. did nothing. No. Who was it? Who was it? Was it Nick? the winner for the t-shirt draw? Was Nick? Yeah, uh, Nick Stalgic won that. And the winner for the draw, because we also had a draw for um, and then she games mm-hmm. for the link to the past, and she actually won that. So um, those videos are going to be up. I'm probably just going to put them up on Facebook unedited because my brother. Uh, is unreliable. 
<laughs> I'm actually looking for a new brother at this point. <laughs> applications are out there. Yeah, but like like season one, there will be a draw for season two as well. So, um, and it'll be along the same lines. I'll probably price the shirts one dollar above the minimum, and then uh, however many are sold, it'll be that times one dollar, and that um, a game for that price will be sent to the winner. Uh, I actually just told Nick this morning while I was having a poop that he had won. Ah, he congratulations, Nick. Yeah. He wasn't in the bathroom with me. I was on the phone. But uh, oh. No Blumkin for you. No, no, no Blumkin, Blumkin for me. Oh. Hey, guess what? Guess what? You win. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So that's Beautiful Joe, folks. Um, as everybody knows, we don't script endings. I'm pretty sure I know what one of you is most likely going to jam in here for the end. So uh, I'll just leave it to you guys. Should we just say it at the same time? Yeah, you can all say it at the same time. One, two, three. Henshin a bye bye. Oh, oh no. Bye bye? Alright, let's say that. Henshin a bye bye. Oh, you want to say that? He never right? said that. That was nope, the other guy. Great. Yeah, it was that another was, It doesn't matter who said it. But he's all about going. He's not we about need leaving. A quick vote here on this one here. Are we saying <laughs> bye bye or go go? <laughs> <laughs>